Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spelunkers, a game exploration podcast. This time, we have a very special episode where we are going to be doing each of our top 10 lists of the games of the generation, PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, we have some community ones. And, of course, I'm joined again by Ryan. Howdy. Tyler. Hello. Hey, he said something this time. And Chris. <laughs> hey there. So, yes, we all have compiled a list of our top 10 games from PS4, Xbox One, consoles, third party as well. We did leave Switch out because it's tiny. <laughs> it's got yeah, little that's games. Correct. That's so. that's the only reason. They need you to make them. it physically larger for it to be considered yeah. a console. <laughs> they, they decided they weren't going to put out another new console right now. So we're not going to do them until they put out a new one. Yep. Probably. And then we'll talk about Breath of the Wild, everybody. <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, and then we'll be like, why is the top 10 list for the Switch all Nintendo games? <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Because <laughs> majority would probably be Nintendo on my list. Like, yeah, same. First party games. Oh, well, you haven't played Fuser on the Switch yet, have you? The top game on my Switch no. list would actually be the same as the top game on this list. Ooh, hot take. Indie game. Interesting. That's my guess. All right. Anyway. So <laughs> getting into the meat of things here, I'm going to tell you our order so that when we screw it up, everybody can laugh. <laughs> That's a good idea. We are going Ryan, Tyler, Tom, Chris, and we'll go through each number 10, then number one, and then we'll do community afterwards. So Ryan. Yeah. What is your number 10? Uh, so my number 10 game of this past video gaming generation is Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Which is uh, about the only game I played for two years after its release with me and my friends. I didn't play a lot of things outside of that for quite some time. That is probably the game I have the second most amount of hours in. Uh, it uh, It makes other shooters feel bad because I can't lean. Hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I don't know. That's a it's a hot take for a shooter. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hot take. Leaning? But every I mean, time I... I go into any other shooter, I immediately try to like lean around. Oh the yeah, just... and when I can't do it, I am upset. Just muscle memory. <laughs> can you not lean in um, Apex Legends? You can, but it's like you don't get to choose when to do it. Like if you come to the edge of cover and then hit yeah, your yeah, weapon, yeah, yeah. We're like in siege. I hit you the can button just lean all I, the time. Like, yeah, it's I my forgot. decision. Yeah, it's you know what other game you can lean in? Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, in VR. Yeah. VR. <laughs> and you saw me using that like extensively <laughs> as as a as a tool in my arsenal. Do you still play that a lot? No. <laughs> Wait, Siege or uh, Resident Evil? No, C- yeah, Siege. <laughs> um, I know you dropped Resident Evil. <laughs> it's already I, deleted. Yeah. I haven't played Siege since about year four, season two. Um, I kind of, that is a game that is so important to play every day. Yeah. Uh, new maps, new techniques, they change constantly. And if you are not sharpening your knife, then you are not going to be competitive. So when I kind of when my group kind of started to fall off of siege and moved to other things, I also kind of fell off of siege and began moving to other things as well. So it's been a little while for me. But like I said, for about a good two year period, I would come home from work every day and play siege for five or six hours and do nothing else. Wow. Yeah. Five days a week. I have tried that game once and I had no friends. So it was it went poorly. 
and yeah. then yeah. I signed. It's very difficult if you don't have anybody to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played like the random PVE stuff with my dad, but I never did PvP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, PvP that's uh, the um, PvP stuff. If you don't have a squad to go in with, it kind of sucks because there are some very toxic lobbies for that game. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's some one of the, of the most, most toxicity. Toxic- yeah, I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. I had toxic friends play that game with me. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, no. Well, it would happen. You know, we'd all be a little toxic to each other on occasion playing oh, yeah. Siege. Mm-hmm. It almost brings it out of you. But uh, yeah, it's a frustrating game for sure. Mm hmm. But still so right. good. Tyler, what do you got? Okay, my number 10 is. Hold on, I got to pull my list. Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, so this was. This whole list was really hard for me because I feel like a lot of my top 10 were going to be Sony exclusives because I didn't have an Xbox until like a year ago. Um, but Zero Dawn was one of those games I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off. I didn't play it after, like when it launched. I played it like maybe six months later. My buddy kept telling me, you have to play this game. You'll love this game. And then I finally sat down and played it. And like that world and story that they created is so unique to anything else that's out there that I just got sucked into that game, man, and I could not put it down. And being able to, like, play as a female protagonist and just, like, go around and just messing up, like, these giant robot dinosaurs and having it all interconnect into, like, this weird, uh, like, crazy story that was, like, futuristic but then stuck in the past at the same time, it was just a unique experience, and I haven't played another game really like that since. That That is one of i mean it's in my top 10 it's one of my favorite games of the generation as well that that story is so phenomenal that is a story of a game that's over the years has stuck with me because i picked that up at launch there's a horizon zero dawn poster on the wall uh i'm a big big fan of this game i've beaten it three times oh man uh it is the, the way they like i never saw the twist coming in the first my first playthrough like i the the writing was done super well the world building is phenomenal i'm really excited for the next one uh yeah it's just top-notch game yeah um it is also in my list somewhere but i won't tell you where uh but it's yeah it's superb and i think the story is incredibly underrated like maybe it's just that people didn't a lot of people fell off the game and didn't finish it and i think a lot of the cool parts of the story are really late uh like the revelations of what that world is and how oh, yeah for sure mm-hmm I mean, it's the whole final happens. act is like where all that story really comes to a head. And that's where it like it clicked. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is what this is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just I mean, the, the game also got a lot of flack because it came out at the same time, pretty much as Breath of the Wild, I think like a week before. And yeah. it's more of a normal open world with like, here's some tasks to do. It tells you where everything is. But as somebody who was not super into Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn is exactly what I needed at that moment. Uh just a like a pretty standard open world in terms of structure, but amazingly beautiful environments and such a unique setting. That's really all I need for an open world. Yeah, this was on my close call list because I had just played this. What was it? April, May of this year? Yeah, something like that. You streamed it recently. Yeah, I but I think I complaining that he couldn't watch the streams because he was. Yeah, <laughs> right, I think I rushed through it more than i should have i did yeah. enjoy it but i think that i didn't really soak everything like i like the environment i like everything that was into it i'm planning on playing it again um on ps5 before the second one comes out or the next iteration comes out um 
but yeah, it was on my, it was on my close calls list, but I did really enjoy it. Aside from the fact that Aloy has a very large head. (laughs) (laughs) Big head, big brain. Try a big story. Smart women. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really like the story and all the, this, the aesthetic of it. I called them cyber Vikings. So. Oh, that's, sure a, that's, that's a, a good call, Matt. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good name. Yeah, that's a good um, punk rock band. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that would it was on my close call. So when we get to those, that on my list for that, but not my top ten. Um, my top number ten is The Witcher Three. Oh. Uh, I know people have it probably higher up, but um, so these first two games, I could not get into the first two games. I will tell you right now, number one on PC was I played it for 20 minutes, half hour, maybe. And I was just like, no, I can't do this. Like, I don't get all this. Why you got to do all this crap to your sword? There's like a lot into it. I felt and then I tried two again and I was like, mm. three at least was. I don't know, is it more accessible, I think, but the whole world and like everything it was it was super fun. I actually the story, there's a lot to do like. There's a lot of conversation and all kinds of other crap, but that and all the DLC is really good game. I enjoyed it very, very much. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm not a huge Witcher Three fan, so I will keep my thoughts in my head. That'll be a hard pass for me, Tom. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have my own personal problems with why I never finished that game. I played about forty hours of it. Uh, it's a very well-crafted RPG. Uh, but that's about... I didn't... Without having beaten the game, I don't necessarily want to speak on it past that. You're never going to make it through Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, I'll make it through Cyberpunk. <laughs> I probably won't. It's not the fact that it was a long game. There are some... Uh, uh, there's some weird personal history surrounding Witcher 3. Okay. <laughs> that's why we all have different lists. <laughs> exactly, Tom. Yeah. But I can recognize Witcher Three is like a, a phenomenal piece of software. Like, yeah, mm. your list is wrong. It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. I knew oh, that was going to be weird. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Um, all right, so my number ten is a game that Tyler played recently, The Evil Within. Woo. Uh, this is uh, at the time it was one of the it was the scariest game I had ever played. Probably the only other survival horror games I had played were like. Uh, Dead Space 1 through 3, I think, was already out at that point. And uh, I know for a lot of people, this game fell kind of flat because it just felt like Resident Evil 4 being redone, basically. But I hadn't played Resident Evil 4, so for me, it was freaking mind-blowing. And uh, the, like, weird... There's a weird grudge lady that follows you throughout the game that is just the most horrifying thing ever. Uh, like, I, I recently rewatched uh one of the extra live streams in Lalay from... Game of Horrors production department was talking about. She's never even played the game. Still has nightmares about that creature because she saw it once in a freaking commercial or something. Uh, it's it's a very scary game and it uses that very um, now familiar structure of a of a Resident Evil two remake or Resident Evil four or anything like that of uh, you know finding supplies, managing ammunition, upgrading guns along the way, and I think it does it uh, the best of any of those games. Uh, except maybe Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah, I mean, uh, I played a little bit of it. I'm at like chapter 11 or 12, I think, is how far I've gotten so far. And I'm, from what I've played, that game is awesome. 
So I could see why it's on the top list because some of the things that it does with the horror genre is so uh, serious and like cerebral and you don't really see a lot of psychological horror anymore. I'm, that was like a big thing back in like PS2 and early 360 days, right? With like Condemned and stuff like that and like Manhunt, whereas like just like this crazy visceral horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't see a lot of stuff like that. So going back and playing that recently, it's got like a different tone and vibe that a lot of other games don't have. It's a cool game. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I just started playing it and I not played it in like two weeks <laughs> i can't give much insight on it i enjoyed the little that i did play um the graininess and the weird cinematic camera i didn't like but yeah the yeah, black that... bars like i don't know why those are there it's it was a weird decision yeah i went in you can uh, get rid of them yeah man. i went in and changed my settings immediately to get rid of that Ooh. oh but yeah the whole grainy weird camera i'm not i wasn't too yeah, it looks like a uh, dog shit but <laughs> It, it's fun to play. Uh, or right. number one, Ryan, you have anything to say about it? Oh, I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> scary. That'll be a no from him. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> no from me, dog. Number nine is a game uh, probably none of you have heard of. Static with a K. Like Static X, the band? S-T-A-T-I-K. <laughs> it's a VR game for PSVR. It's a puzzle game. Uh, it is, it has some of the most, uh, thought provoking, but difficult puzzles I've ever encountered in a game. Uh, so the, the whole premise of this is that your hands are in, you, you are from your perspective, uh, a test subject in some scientific building and, uh, you are always in like a big dentist chair. And every time you wake up, your hands are in this box and every single button on the DualShock 4 uh, does a different function on the box and you have to work your re- work your way through the puzzle around the box to get this uh, receipt print out that a little robot comes over and scans and then they put hmm. you back under. Uh, and then there's some interesting story twists. Like, I kind of want a game theory on this game. I want MatPat to dig in and find all the weird little back pieces and lore and make some weird connections because there's something behind the story of this game and i i should probably play through it a few more times to see if i can discern anything more myself uh but it, it left a la- lasting impression i played through it a couple times i did a bunch of the puzzles there it's really good i'm writing it down to get on vr because yeah, i have I'm, no idea I've never what heard that, that is yeah i've never heard of it either i barely plugged my playstation vr in so yes all right i got one game nobody heard well, of that's all i said. <laughs> <laughs> You win the list. <laughs> Nobody's heard of. Oh no, I got to change the list. Oh god. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. about rewriting my list now, so nobody. Because <laughs> <laughs> all mine are very famous games. I mean, the rest of mine are. <laughs> uh, but Tyler, my number nine is uh, Far Cry Four. Uh, Far Cry 3 was one of my favorite games on the 360 and I loved how it changed from Far Cry 2 because Far Cry 2 was like really all about like survival and getting through Africa and stuff like that and then 3 became more open world like that typical Ubisoft open world formula and then I think 4 really solidified that formula and made it like incredible where it's like you get in all these upgrades for your character and just going through like these like nepal mountainside and like hang gliding and flying around and all this crazy shit that you can do all the time 
And the story was really fun and interesting. Um, I, I have a statue of Pagan Min back there, the main protagonist or antagonist of the game. Um, the DLC was super fun. You can go to like Shangri-La and stuff. And it's, it's just a super fun place to just like spend time and just relax. Like it's beautiful and everything about it was super great. I loved it. Game's great. And then Far Cry yeah. 5 came along and super sucked. <laughs> I, I did enjoy 4, um, you know, hitting rhinos with RPGs. Yeah, it's always uh, fun. Four is the <laughs> only Far Cry game that I got the platinum trophy in. I like that one a lot as well. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, four is quite good, and I was also uh, not a big fan of five. What was one of my favorite things about four is like doing some of the upgrades and like being able to like drop down, especially like doing like the enemy outpost camps. And that's one of the things like everybody gives Ubisoft shit for now is like, oh, there's an outpost. You got to go take out an outpost. But yeah. like, if you go in like Far Cry 4 and you have all your upgrades and you're like dropping down off a zip line, stabbing someone in the back, taking a throwing knife, throwing it at a dude, taking a grenade, kicking the grenade off of that dude into somebody else. Like that shit is awesome. And it's like yeah. becomes this crazy, like meticulous puzzle of how you're going to piece this together. And there's so much of that. And I love it. It's so good. Oh, yeah, that was a good game. And hunting is super fun, too, and underrated, and I love crap oh, yeah. in that game. Yeah, people should stop giving Ubisoft crap for having outposts. Outposts are fun. Yeah, they are. I enjoy it. It's a good time. Yep. I'm with you. I don't have it on my Next, Tom. Good game. <laughs> um, so my number nine is actually very simplistic and a game I played a lot this year. It's actually Neon Abyss, whoop, whoop. which is weird. Oh. But that game is super fun. I think it's super fun. And I have not played a lot of roguelikes. And this one really got me into it. I know Undermine came out right around the same time. And I think prior to that, really only like Dead Cells, I think, is that I'd played. And I didn't play it that like hardcore. But Neon Abyss is super fun. Like I can always just throw it on for like half hour, 45 minutes and just buzz through it. And the art style and it's just fun. I like it. There's not really anything too in-depth in that game. It's just a lot of fun. And craziness. Straight madness on hard mode. Yeah. You haven't played it. <laughs> I haven't played it. I've watched you play it. It looks quite fun. Yeah, that's a game ever since I installed it. It's on Game Pass. And ever since I installed it, I haven't uninstalled it because it's fun to, like, to do a run like a night before you go to bed. It's like one of those perfect like bedtime games. Like, oh, I'm about to go to sleep. Let me do one run. Yeah, because even beating it doesn't take that long. Oh, I've never beat it because I'm trash at video games. But no. <laughs> we, we know how much you like dying in video yeah. games. I don't like it. I just do it a lot. <laughs> make a game where the the hidden agenda is for you to die a bunch. Yeah. Dark Platinum no, Trophy. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> yep. All right, Chris? All right. Uh, my number nine is... Okay, so it's the Banner Saga. If I have to pick a specific one, it's two. But really, all three games are a single story. But uh, the Banner Saga 2 specifically is the best entry because you play as like, you play as two separate teams in 2 and 3, but in 2 is the first one that did it. And uh, it is no secret from the beginning of that game that those two teams are eventually going to come to blows. And you're like training up these two teams that you know are going to fight each other eventually, but you really, you don't know like which side you're going to be controlling when they're fighting. And they're like, they actually have the skills that you're training them to have in the game. Like by the time those two armies come to blows. There's a lot of like people trading off from one army to the other army and stuff. It's very fascinating. And that whole world is such a weird like story. Unlike anything I've ever seen in the game about it's about the end of the world, but then it's also about interpersonal stories comparable maybe to like 
The Last of Us, but told obviously through a very different lens. It's like a top-down strategy game with um, like a like a side-scrolling view of the caravan moving during the day, like Oregon Trail esque. I don't mm-hmm. know if Ben Hansen's ever played this game, but he should. It's got a lot of Oregon Trail. In it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the way that those stories come together, and I'm talking specifically about Banner Saga two, but the end of Banner Saga one like made me cry because it was so amazing. And for a strategy game to do that, that's incredibly impressive. It's a lot easier to do in a big cinematic game, like something like the last of us, but an indie strategy game, that's, that's hard to do. And it's very good. Yeah. Um, I have only played the first one, but that art style just takes me back to a time of like being a kid in the eighties, like the, like all the BBC cartoons, um, just the way that it's animated. So like the old Hobbit and, stuff like that so i was into it just from seeing the art style and it was super fun to play i like the first one i have not played the second and third um but i want to i just don't have that large time chunk that i need to play them i think never played uh, it uh the, i only ever started to hear about that series when i started hanging out with you guys and i'm very curious but uh have not gotten around to it yet yeah it seems like my type of game because i like strategy games but i just one of those games i just haven't gotten around to all right. Number eight, Ryan. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's really good. This game is so good. This game pulled me away from Death Stranding, probably to never come back. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, <That's not> surprising. <laughs> which is bad, which is I was enjoying Death Stranding. I'd gotten to chapter six uh, and just needed a break and picked up Fallen Order and fell in love. This game is so good. It feels so good. It, it It's just so much fun to be a Jedi and it's so much fun to be a Jedi I've never heard of before. Oh, give me more. Give me more EA. I want another one. <laughs> They could just remaster um, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Knight, those games. Don't say no. Those games are good games. <laughs> Chris is shaking his head are, for the I audio. Want of, I want more of Jedi Fallen Order as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not on my list uh, just because I have other like Souls-esque games on my list. And then mm-hmm. I think they do the Souls-esque stuff better. But Jedi Fallen Order has a better, more direct story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like the story. I enjoyed the gameplay. I didn't like the story. That's fair. Um, Can we I, I, is that possible? It's still a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to think about this guy. We. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just started it today, and that game is super great. <laughs> it, <laughs> I wish I would have played it when it came out because it, it is my kind of game. It's like mm. perfect, like platforming traversal puzzles with like fun combat with a fun, unique story. Plus you can customize your lightsaber and your little robot guy and your ship. And it's like everything I want in a game and you have a skill tree. It's like, that's, that's gaming, baby. I love it. <laughs> and the lightsaber effects are so good. They're so good. I love it. So good. I can't really say yeah. anything else, but it's good. It's not on my list. Cause I haven't beat it yet, but it's good. The little droid guy is the best. What's the uh, name? Oh, BD1. Yeah. BD1. Yeah. Yeah. And he rides on your back like a little pet. He's so cute. He's great. He's freaking great. And he heals you. He's and wonderful. you hold on to him and you do a zip line with him. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love that guy. You don't like that guy either, Tom? I'm a droid. Cool. 
I, you know, I Tom is not the only person I've heard like have complaints about the the story for that game. Uh, so you know, I I can understand that there's confounding complaints. And while I enjoy the story in that game, I don't think it's the strongest element from that game. Uh, honestly, I think the story is what keeps me from ranking it higher than number eight. But uh, that game is still so good. The story is still really enjoyable, even if it's nothing super special. Um, that it it is it is that material for me. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with all of the Star Wars. I've been comic books. I've like everything. Like, I don't think there's a Star Wars game I have not played. But I like I like the game. I like what they did with it. I just the story, the main character. I'm just thinking, like, yeah, I didn't care. What I I like about it so far, I, I've only made it past the first planet, so I've unlocked two planets, uh, two other planets, and the thing about Star Wars now that is interesting to me is like the stories that I haven't heard. You know, so like that's why I'm so interested in what's going on with this game in particular is because I don't know what to expect, you know, where it's like the regular Star Wars timeline. It always kind of loops back in on itself, you know, with all three of the movies, like they're all three of the, the trilogies. They loop back in on each other and they're basically the same story just over and over. But this is something different. I think it's like the Mandalorian to me, where it's like the Mandalorian is so different from the, the rest of the Star Wars universe. And it's nice to see them go and try something different and get away from the characters that we know and love and try to create these new characters, you know? Yeah, just I mean, I'd put one. Old Republic if we could do PC, but uh, no, that's an MMO. Uh, that's a fantastic game. Also, that well, we can't not spoil it. Absolutely no spoilers. But that, the final set piece in that game is mind blowing. It's amazing. Number eight, Tyler. Oh, sorry. I was looking at this dog. He's snoring. <laughs> That's your choice for number eight? The snoring dog? No, uh, my my choice for number, number eight is um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Sweet. Ooh. I just played this game this year. And um, it's... So I got on like an Assassin's Creed kick um, a few months ago. Yeah, because Assassin's Creed used to be my favorite franchise. I played one probably two or three times when it came out uh, i got every achievement for two i beat brotherhood revelations i didn't finish three because i didn't like the story and i just after three i was just kind of like i don't know put off from the direction they were going so i didn't play them again for a long time and then i picked up um black flag recently and i played through that and i was like man i need a, a newer version of this game and then everybody always said syndicate was so good so I finally tried it out. And that game is like everything that is amazing about the original Assassin's Creed before I went to like this crazier open world format that I loved. Plus they sprinkled in all these like perfect little like upgrade trees for your two main characters because you play as a brother and sister. And so you can upgrade them while you're upgrading this um, gang that you also, you know, have fighting with you. And so it's like this perfect like middle ground of like old school Assassin's Creed and where they took the series later on with like origins and uh, Odyssey and all that shit, you know, and it's set in like one of my favorite time periods of like 1800s London. Uh, they have all kinds of awesome, like historical characters like the original ones did, but you have like um, uh, Charles Dickens and shit in it, you know, and it's just like, it's like this perfect melting pot of all these things I love in one game. And the story is, whatever you know it's not great but like the world itself is super fun to be in like i would just dick around and just like 
go around through the streets because it was just a fun environment to walk through, you know? Mm-hmm. You would Dickens around? Oh, I would. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's so weird because it's like I, Assassin's Creed is so different from any other series, right? Because it's like it's the only game I know that you can go and do like side missions for Charles Darwin. <laughs> I remember that side mission. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? But it's fun, man. I, it's so that game is so good. And Evie Fry is one of the best characters out there she's so good i wish i had more games with just her yeah syndicate is the perfect culmination of that old style of assassin's creed uh which is why i'm glad that they changed so heavily with origins because i mean i don't think they could do better than what they did with syndicate with that formula they needed something new and uh syndicate is not on my list i wanted to include only one assassin's creed game and we'll talk about that later but uh it is like it's tied with the one i have on here for my favorite assassin's creed game it's great yeah I think Chris nailed it on the head. Uh, they they needed a change because Syndicate was just the the perfect culmination of everything they've been working for for the previous what nine entries in the Assassin's Creed series. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah, it's a lot. And uh, as someone who's played all of them, uh, have I've only I've missed completing a handful of them, um, but I've touched all of the every single game. Uh, Syndicate was fantastic. I love that world. Uh, that story though was was not enveloping at all though. But yeah, no, I mean the story was literally nothing. Like it was, yeah. had no value to anything at all. It was just yeah. But weird. it was so much fun to run around 1800s England, get into fist fights. You know, go down to the Fight Club and just take a shirt off and just fist fight oh, the yeah. other dude. Oh my, it's so much fun. I oh, see yeah. Tom giving me some looks, but <laughs> <laughs> and then like it, like even the horse drawn carriage races like the, mm-hmm. those were even fun because you'd be racing somebody and you just like shove them off to the side and watch the horse like flip over at the top of itself or like oh, yeah. you're like have somebody chasing you in a carriage and you shoot the horse in the face and like it sends the guy in the carriage launching yep <laughs> yeah yeah uh, love it really more good. games with shooting horses and faces i say <laughs> jesus <laughs> i got a game for you buddy you played red Dead redemption too i have <laughs> There Many a horse was shot in the snoot in the game. <laughs> oh. And you didn't want the horse to die in the mo- game we just played. Which game? <clears throat> Flag's Tale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just running around shooting horses. I moved on, Tom. I don't live in the past, okay? <laughs> I live in the right now, buddy. Um, so coincidentally, my number eight is also an Assassin's Creed, but mine is Black Flag. Um, just because the entire pirate scenario, the boat in general, like this is probably one of the games I played the most right around early PS4, just because I would just hop in that boat and tool around and destroy people and hunt whales and sing nice shanty songs, um, with my crew. Uh, I don't, it literally like I could give two shits about anything that was happening on those islands. It's like that whole game for me was out on that boat, upgrading the ship and just doing all that stuff, taking on like the the ghost ships, I think, in the corners. Yeah, like the super hard ones. Yeah, yeah. Just I remember those. tons of fun, which is why I'm still angry that there's no skull and bones. Like what the hell happened to that game? Yeah. Um, Black Flag, weirdly, is uh, I love it now, but it's the one that like drove me off the series after uh, three because I, I guess I was already fatigued after three and then four I played and like pretty early on you're in a town and a bunch of guards chasing you and you have to go hide in a well. And I'm like, I've done this 800,000 times already in my life. So I'm going to not do this anymore. 
and then I didn't go back until last year when I played through every freaking Assassin's Creed from Black Flag up through Origins, and then I played Odyssey this year. And uh, yeah, Black Flag stands out as a really good one. Like, it's weird the dip that Unity takes. I don't think we'll probably talk about Unity, even though we're talking about a lot of Assassin's Creed games here today. Uh, but yeah, Black Flag, great. Uh, did you ever play Rogue, Tom? I did not. You should play Rogue. Still has all, all that same boat stuff, just a very yeah. different setting. And, yeah, yeah, very different. Rogue is very unique because you play as a, like a completely different character. You're like up in the north, what northeast part of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah during the, during the Seven Years' War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Flag is the last Assassin's Creed that I've played until Valhalla gets here on Friday. And don't start me on I Valhalla. <laughs> get my whenever my PS5 decides to show up. Um. Yeah, Assassin's Creed 4 is fantastic. That is uh I have I have some contentions with that game. Uh it's I was I was really hardcore into the Assassin's Creed part of the Assassin's Creed game and the whole just kind of throwing in the trash bin of that for Assassin's Creed 4 really bugged the shit out of me. Uh I can't deny that that's a really fun game to play. I think I've beaten it twice, maybe two and a half times. Uh but I I do have really serious problems with the uh the writing and story direction that that game brought the series for a little while before they kind of figured out what they were going to be doing with the modern end of the story. Yeah, the story in the game is horseshit, and the modern yeah. shit stuff is, I, I think, still horseshit mm-hmm. ever since the end of 3. Yeah, but Edward Kenway as a character, is uh, he's fucking awesome. I like him. I The characters I in that game are great. The, the gameplay is fantastic. Getting to be a pirate is wonderful, um, but I really wish they just didn't call it Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, they could have passed it off as a, just... A pirate game and i would have been fine because like i said that's all i cared about was everything out in the water yeah okay so my number eight is uh yakuza kiwami 2 i like many people didn't get into yakuza until yakuza 0 and that game absolutely blew me away uh with its storytelling but like the rpg mechanics were all based around money and you had to do a lot of weird specific mini games to get money you didn't get much money from just like fighting dudes and playing the game you had to do like this brokerage stuff uh like the you know yakuza games always have these massive mini games where you're managing a company or something uh and that kind of turned me off a little bit so i ended up rushing through the story mostly in zero and then i think kiwami one in terms of gameplay is a massive dip um so i ended up rushing through that one quite a bit too but then kiwami two i took my sweet time with because my god do they ever just do it perfectly it's everything i loved about yakuza zero yakuza zero very serious uh story but um like very silly side quests uh i've seen the take a few times in recent days talking about yakuza like a dragon that is basically like a soap opera and i agree except that soap operas are usually bad this is like a really good soap opera um where weird stupid stuff happens but it's all very serious it takes itself very seriously at least in the main narrative um and then they they did away with the whole like i mean they didn't do away with money there's still money you can still buy things but like you gain experience from fighting dudes and like you the level up system works really well you also gain experience for just eating and then you work off that experience by fighting dudes and then you eat some more and gain more experience it's a very silly and fun system and from what I understand, they have that same system in 6. I should clarify, I haven't played 6. 6 might even be better than Kiwami 2, but I haven't played it yet. Also, obviously, I haven't played Like a Dragon yet. Uh, but yeah. 
I've played no Yakuza games, so I have no insight. You got it. I saw Yakuza <laughs> 0, Kiwami 1 and 2 on Game Pass earlier today, and I was like, I wonder if those are good jumping on points. So, Chris, tell me. Uh, <laughs> are any of those games good jumping on Because it's a series I've heard a lot about and I'm, I'm curious about, but I have not tried before. Zero is absolutely the best uh, jumping on point. And on PlayStation, at least, you can play through the entire series at this point because they mm. finally released, what was it, three through five earlier this year. But yep. three and four in particular are pretty rough to go back to. Um, I don't know. I, I would say start with zero, but also from what I've heard, Like a Dragon is a great starting point because it doesn't really have much to do with the older games. It does, from what I've heard, almost immediately spoil the end of Yakuza 6, which is why I will not immediately jump into it. But if you have no connection to those characters or anything, you probably won't care. You may as well start with Like a Dragon, especially if you like turn-based combat. And I know you love Dragon Quest Eleven that you're playing. So. Turn-based combat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair point. So I'll probably just wait for Like a Dragon then. Yeah, I've seen. I've always been interested in them. I just never took the jump, I guess. Yeah, I, I, uh, I played Kiwami, and it was fun. But I only got to chapter three or four, and I just fell off. I couldn't get into the combat. I love the story. Storytelling is awesome. Like Chris said, it is like a soap opera. But I love soap operas. I love the you know that that, that garbage kind of storytelling like that. It's so like you know typical like we're gonna go above and beyond to make this as overly emotional as possible but i love that shit and the story is super fun but i i can't get into the combat tyler's over there hoping for a general hospital video game i would play the (laughs) shit out of that (laughs) (laughs) it's like well it's like uh playing like the old walking dead games right the telltale games that's basically just just an interactive soap opera oh yeah i love that shit though because that's that's what i want i want i want a good story yeah. Tell me a story, baby. <laughs> All right. Seven. Right. Yeah. Seven. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, seven. Borderlands three. Wow. Only seven. Wow. <laughs> I have problems with Borderlands three. Um, me too, man. Uh, and it's a game I like a lot, but there a there are other games that I like significantly more than Borderlands three. B. It didn't feel right calling on the handsome collection to carry like piggyback borderlands 2 onto this generation um (laughs) but uh i like i still have loads and like within what that dropped in october the year it came out or was it september i don't know october it got pushed yeah uh so in two and a half three months i put like 250 hours into that game on ps4 (laughs) i really enjoy borderlands it's a series i have a lot of affection for uh three is the best playing one by far uh the story i have a lot of pacing issues with the story but i there's a lot of people that have overall issues with the story but i see the story for what it is a setup to continue the wider borderlands universe uh which means it was not going to tie off a lot of ends for us as so much as like open up new possibilities for the series I see you shaking your head, Chris. <laughs> the story sucks. It's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> they teased us for so freaking long with the, the end of a pre-sequel, and we thought for sure Borderlands 3 was going to tie that up in some way, and it didn't. It reminds me of Kingdom Hearts 3, which I don't think we'll probably talk about today either, uh, where like it seemed like this is the one. It's going to tie everything together. It's going to be such a great conclusion. And then like, no, actually, we want to make more, because this makes a lot of money. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I uh, I kind of hate the pre sequel and I never beat it. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the pre sequel was pretty fun. I don't remember any of the story from it, but I do remember playing it and enjoying it. But uh, with Borderlands Three, Ryan was the one that helped me finally finish it, and it because I told him like I I couldn't get through it because I just wasn't fucking interested. And it wasn't until he and I ran through it with one of my buddies that was like, okay, this game is finally fucking fun. And then like the story didn't get fucking good until the very last what hour and a half, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but playing it with friends is super fun. I mean, it's a it fun is game. Yeah, uh, I don't think that I. We didn't finish it. Did we, we need run? to, yeah. We need to get back to it on PC, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Just so I haven't beaten that one yet. Too many games. Too many games. <laughs> a lot of games. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I did. I enjoyed Borderlands games. Um, I super enjoyed that game. I get. I play with my kids, so anytime I can play like a whole like three people at least, I'm I'm gonna enjoy it. You know, I like co-op games. Yeah, I do think the classes are the best they've ever been. And um, I ended up playing this solo because uh, my would-be co-op partner also decided to play solo. I was like, fuck you, I'll play solo too, you little... <laughs> 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 I <don't need> you. <laughs> think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the classes are the best they've ever been. Like, uh, they're they're so creative and interesting and have builds that feel dramatically different. And uh, like they've only kept adding to that. So I haven't played the last two expansions, but from what I understand, there's now like a fourth skill tree or something, or they've changed skill trees dramatically mm-hmm. in some way. That's yeah, uh, Arms Race is the new thing. It just came out, I think, is what it's called. And uh, like a, a roguelike mode or something, right? Yep. Yeah, and it also added a new uh, skill tree for each character. Yeah. Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Borderlands Science. Talking about Borderlands 3, oh, yeah. the, uh, the arcade game where you are helping scientists sequence gut biome DNA. Oh, don't know yeah. what that is. In, in Tannis's <laughs> laboratory, there's a little arcade in her in the corner of the room called Borderlands Science, and it's this little, it's kind of like a match three puzzle game, but more complex and, and done in a little bit different fashion. But they actually, uh, Gearbox partnered with McGill University, and they're using that minigame to help uh, sequence the gut biome DNA. Wow. Weird, 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 weird. So I'd be sad if I didn't mention that talking about Borderlands Three, because <laughs> that that game mode that is a really fun little arcade game. It's really yeah, it's fun. a nice little distraction, mm-hmm. and it, and it like gives you things that augment like earning in game. Like you can buy stuff that like gives you more XP, more money, more iridium while you're out, you know, vault hunting. Uh, so it it's like it's good to do. Tyler. Um, we're at what number seven? seven? Seven. Ori and the Blind Forest is my number seven. Mm. Um, I played this game last year on Game Pass, and I could not stop playing it. Uh, I was that game is incredible. The art is amazing. Everybody knows that. The music is incredible. Like yeah. even my son, who was seven at the time. Maybe I don't know how old he is. Seven. I think he was seven at the time. He he kept mentioning how good the music was the entire time I was playing it, and the story is really touching. And like, there's not a lot of dialogue, but there's enough to where like really hammers home the, the point that they're trying to get across, and just like family and what it means to be a family, really, and um, what it means to have like responsibility in a way, and the things that you need to take care of and. Uh, the way that they make it like a metroidvania i wasn't expecting that 
because I didn't really know what to expect with the, the game at all. I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about it. So when I found out it was like, oh, we're going to get abilities and then go and explore, I was like, okay, this is what I like about gaming, baby. I like, <laughs> I like exploring and I like abilities. Like if you look at it, all the games I've listed so far, like Horizon, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, it's like getting abilities to like change up your gameplay, you know? It's like all these games have that same thing in common. I love that stuff. I love getting different abilities that can help with traversal or with combat and create a different way of playing. And this game is one of the best. Yeah, this is another uh, my close call list that didn't make the 10, but I really enjoy that game. Yeah, it's uh, Will of the Wisps is actually on my close call list over Blind Forest. Uh, I think they just improved on everything. Honestly, it would probably be on this list, but there were a lot of uh, bugs with that game when I played it when it first yeah. launched this year. That's why I don't have it on my list is because of all the bugs. It was it had. That's one of the games I have seen chug the most out of any game I played this generation, and it's sad because Blind Forest was super smooth. I didn't have any issues with it. But I think if Will of the Wisps would have been like of that same caliber, like quality of production, it, it would have probably been on my list instead. Because it's the same game, just like you said, just completely improved on. But those frame rate issues were fucking terrible. So, yeah, I had a, like the frame rate issues. Obviously, I had a couple times where I got soft locked. I just got stuck behind walls and then like one hard crash. My number seven is Monster Hunter World. Oh. And not having anything to do with the story in that game excuse me that's (laughs) that's just a whole bunch of let's just get to the killing the monsters and getting loot and you know i need a new hat damn it that apprentice lady needs to shut the heck up (laughs) yeah but uh, meowskular chef is is the best oh yeah. yeah just like eating the food in that game like that food like getting to eat the food in that game is like it it makes me like what they do over there in Japan with their games, like with Camcom. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy, like um, Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, just making the food, and it just looked so good. Like you just like, oh, I want to eat that and go fight. I had giant to creatures cutscenes on fast days because I would just get so fucking hungry watching. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch it anymore. Um, but I have not gotten through the. Uh, was it Iceborne? Mm. I'm not, I like, I'm right there, but I never, I haven't played that. So I'm just speaking mostly on the base game, but still lots of fun. The, they would do the, uh, what was it? The costumes that you could gain from yeah. other video games. Cause it's Capcom. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of, I enjoy hunting the monsters. Yeah. It's a good time. I also played monster hunter world up to like, the very end game and then did a lot of end game stuff, but I have not gone back for Iceborne yet. Uh, it's I bought it like day one because I planned on it, but it, so many games come out, guys. I don't know if you know how many games are coming. Yeah. And that's a game where you got to kill freaking a monster 45 times so that you can make a sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also, and I heard when it came out, like, oh, this is the hardest content. It's going to be harder than the stuff at yeah. of Monster Hunter Worlds. And, um, uh, that's always so intimidating to jump back into a complex game. And be like, okay, I'm gonna do the hardest stuff now. Let's go. What um what where do you own that, Chris? PS4. I would totally be down to play with you. I have beaten <laughs> one on PS4. Uh, so Monster Hunter World is also on my list. 
there was uh, so I picked this game up at launch. I had a bunch of friends that also picked it up at launch. I unfortunately didn't keep pace with them playing it. So I kind of fell off after I beat the normal story mode the first time around in world after about like 40 or 50 hours. Mm. Um, just because like they started to get so far ahead without me. And it's not that they wouldn't come back and help me hunt. But, oh, but uh, <laughs> come on, Chris, this is a show. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they would each have like, you know, they're like they're both trying to hunt the high rank thing. And I'm over here hunting low rank stuff. They're like, uh, well, we got to. And I get it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came back to that game uh, around the beginning, just before COVID, and uh, I put about 250 hours into it in about two and a half months earlier this year. And I burned through everything high rank. I burned through all of master rank, and uh, I got to the point where I'm in like the very end game stuff. But that is just such a huge grind, and it's like really necessary to have a, a good crew running with you. And it's just hours and hours and hours of grinding. So I haven't done like the super, super end game late stuff, but I have seen all of the story that game has. <laughs> the biggest air quotes you can possibly imagine around that word story. Story. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, like the systems, the, the, the menus, all the, all the building, all the, all, the, um, all the game stuff inside that game is just so damn good. Yeah, I uh, I played it at launch. Um, I put about 40 hours into it, but I had to hop off because, like you guys said, it's like you have to have a good crew to play with and, like, my buddies yeah. would play it, when I would be at, like, work or something or doing stuff with my family. And it got to a point where I just couldn't keep up and I couldn't do anything and they didn't want to go back and do any of the stuff with me. And then my youngest son, I think, was not even two at the time so it was like trying to play a game where it takes an hour to kill one monster when you got a toddler running around it's like not possible mm-hmm. so i enjoyed it for what i got out of it i wish i would have got more time with it the insect glaive is fucking awesome and i, I yep, love using that and flying on top of monsters backs and but it is my weapon of choice and i know ryan is a hammer brother so hammer bro <laughs> yeah, yep it's a great game super fun I really want to check out the new one that's coming out. But yeah. again, it just, I hate that it takes so long to kill a monster, you know? Just like make make a parent mode. Give me a parent mode. It makes it like just 20 minutes. I just need a 20 minute monster, please. It's called Kid Gloves. Yeah, something. I need and all something. it is, is is hunting the little guys, not the big monsters. That's fine. I'll do it, baby. I don't care. I need something. Yeah, like, I, I love fighting the monsters. Uh, I will say, like, I'm a huge monster hunter noob, so I really just want to fight the monsters. I don't like the like tracking and then they fly away and it's like, well, I'll do a chase them over there and fight them for a little while. And then they fly somewhere else again. You chase them for a little while. I just want to fight the monster that would cut down on the time considerably. But then you don't get those really cool moments of the monster flying into another monster's territory and they fight each other for a while, which is also very cool. So, yeah, I love baiting them into another monster and watching them fight while you just kind of hang out in the corner, sipping beers. Yeah, <laughs> cooking, cooking some meat and eating it. Mm-hmm. Ah. My number seven is Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, oh. this That's is also awesome. on my list. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. Yeah, um, all four of us have been playing a ton of Ghost of Tsushima Legends specifically. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, before Legends, I don't think it would have been my top 10. It's a game I love. Uh, I think I scored it like a nine or something in my personal review list. But uh, like, I think I'm going to raise that nine because Ghost of Tsushima Legends has 
blown me away with the way they've taken the systems in that game, which was had light RPG systems, but like very light, and then stacked more RPG systems on top of them and made them function really well, making these four distinct classes that all feel dramatically different in gear that can dramatically alter your playstyle. And then like we haven't even finished it yet, but God, the stuff they do with that raid is insane. The ideas, which I, I should say I've never played a Destiny raid, so this is like the first real raid I've played of in, in any MMO light game or whatever. Uh, and it, it has blown me away how intense and interesting the puzzles are. Yeah, I don't as far as like other raids go, it seems a little more simplistic, but it is super fun. Like I enjoy them and they're way more approachable than any MMO or anything I've played prior. But I think this is how raids should be done. Like I've played Destiny yeah. raids and you have to set aside like six to eight hours to do the whole thing. And it, it like by the time you finally get to the end boss, you are just at each other's throats because you all like it's like just shits hit the fan so many times over and over. Such a pain in the butt. Breaking it up while like and I think Tom's right, it's probably a little bit easier, but I think that's okay. I think some of the deadly yeah. raids are a little too tough in certain areas. Yeah. Um I, I think this is the right amount of tough. Well, well, the thing with the raids, too, that I think makes it so unique in just the Legends mode in general is they take this main core combat system that they have for the main game and then they completely expand upon it and add all these new things that were not in the main game, you know, and completely refresh it within what uh, it came out in what, July? Yeah. And where it released in October. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a four month period, three month period. I don't know how fucking time works. And it's like a completely new game. You know, it's not even like yeah. you're playing the same game anymore because now you got archetypes that you're playing as you got different class abilities that you're trying to do. You're trying to, uh, you know, communicate with your teammates. And that was just not what Ghost of Tsushima was, you know, yeah. and the fact that yeah. they were able to do that and it's a free update. There's no microtransactions. Yeah. All the gear and shit that you get is like worthwhile and useful. It's not a huge grind to get anything. It's fucking perfect. It's perfect. It's so good. Yeah, it was a great, great way to expand. Um just the single player yeah from the original yeah yeah well, that's something i haven't even really thought about is the fact that there's no microtransactions here honestly that's probably a big part of why i'm enjoying it so much because even games where it's just cosmetics and they don't really focus on the microtransactions and stuff you always feel that still like yeah there's that menu that wants me to go spend money over there and Sushi has none of that which i love and that's, i mean we haven't even talked about the actual single player which we have right. a podcast you can listen to where we talk about that single player and it's it's also amazing where we drool over it. I, I think we all really, really love and adore that game. And Legends just gave us a reason to do more in that world and in that game. It's, mm -hmm. oh. I think you guys are going to be shocked at where it's out on my list. <laughs> <gasps> uh, so, somebody grab that. Somebody grab that. That's great. <laughs> my number six, Monster Hunter World. Which I just oh. talked about. Number <laughs> <laughs> six, Tyler. Uh, yeah. Okay, my number six is uh, Spider-Man PS4. Oh, it's also on my list. <laughs> um, I love this fucking game. The story is super great for a, a superhero game. We haven't had a good superhero story in a long time. This one was amazing. Super fun to play. Uh, characters were fun. Uh, villains were cool. Traversing New York 
incredibly fun. Uh, all the different suits and how they gave you different abilities and you could mix and match your suits with other abilities so you weren't stuck in one suit that you didn't want to use because you didn't want to use that ability. Amazing. Perfect idea. Glad they did that. Um, I didn't touch any of the DLC, but just the main game. I mean, I beat it in 20 hours and got the platinum. I, I could, I did that in like three days. I could not put it down. I love this game. It's so good. Yeah, I didn't touch yeah. all the DLC, uh, but I did touch the DLC. Even that's still phenomenal. Uh, that th- This game is... Oh, it's so good. I'm a bit of a Spider-Man fanboy, so there's some bias, but I don't care. This game's really freaking good. I'll, if if they gave me swinging around New York simulator, I would have played it for 40 hours without crimes to have to fight. Like, that's it, the swinging <laughs> just feels so good. The animation built around the swinging makes it look so good. Um, that, that game, it like, it's not, not necessarily the most highly produced graphically, but it pulls off its graphics exactly the way it needs to. Uh, and, and it just nails it in every aspect that I, I maybe maybe uh no mj stealth missions <laughs> i have not beaten it so i can't put it i did i couldn't put it on my list because i was going to beat it um i was going to get the ps5 with that and then the miles morales and then run through them that way yeah but it's i mean i like marvel so it's on my list as well um i'm actually not even like a big spider-man fan or anything this game kind of made me a spider-man fan like i'm now really excited about uh the next spider-man game and i was excited to see into the spider-verse uh even though like i had no reason to other than the ps4 game that's really my well i guess the old movies i liked as well uh but yeah it, it i mean the story in that game just really blew me away i didn't expect such a great story yeah, and the other thing I want to touch on is the combat is like really deep if you want it to be, and like it can be just a beat 'em up game if you want. You can just punch and kick, but then they give you so many tools at your arsenal to throw out whenever you want. Like, and you're seeing a theme here with all the games I have on my list. It's like I love good combat mechanics that varied it up and can change on the fly, right? So it's like I don't have to constantly play the same way. So like having like the web grenades or the web trip mines or whatever, like being able to change up how I'm kicking these dudes asses. It was amazing and super fun. And I can't wait for Miles Morales. It's one of my most anticipated games this year. So, Tyler, did you ever find the hover grenade web grenade combo? I, I don't know. Probably. I haven't played it <laughs> since I beat it. So um, it's been a minute, but probably. Yeah, I mean. My favorite thing to do was just like kick dudes off of ledges and then have everybody chase me and just have trip mines everywhere and just watch them being pulled into the walls. Like that animation of having somebody like get stuck and then boom to the wall is yeah. satisfying every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really quickly, you mentioned um, you can like change your suit, but change your ability to the ability from a different suit. I wish every game had that. Like, I hate that in Tsushima, you can't do that. Like, I wanted to wear the cool gear that I had, but have abilities from a different piece of gear, and that's just not an option in most games. Most games, like, either you're going to deal with what this looks like, or they have some sort of transmog system that you have to use the materials to change the looks and stuff. But, yeah, this game does it perfectly. Yeah, and also just, like, the amount of suits that you're able to use and, like, the amount of detail they went into designing every suit is crazy it, it's incredible and all the suits are super badass oh yeah and they just kept adding more and more and yeah. more the entire yeah. time the, game the, uh, the cell shaded suit from like uh spider-man ultimate from like ps2 or whatever it's yeah. like my favorite suit in the game it's so good it's amazing 
All right. Um, number six. Uh, all right. My number six is Middle Earth Shadow of War. Ah. Um, oh, Shadow of War. Nerd. Shadow of War. <laughs> okay. The second, second one. Second one. Yeah. The this whole nemesis system that they were doing. Um, after you get through the initial base of this game, and you get to start building your little, like Urukai and crazy person army. And they just have all the random, I don't know, just everything they do to when you get to pick those guys and you find the ones with like the super weird ones. So you get the guy that's got like maggots crawling out of his face or I don't know. I really enjoyed just going through and handpicking my army out of the enemies that I was fighting. And the story is super fun. Um, just reclaiming all the pl- places. It's very, I don't know actiony i just enjoy it it's a big adventure killing crazy beasts and making your army and i enjoy Tolkien, yeah I, so i i loved shadow of mordor i've not played shadow of war just because it came out at an inopportune time and i have not made time for it but uh it's definitely one i want to make time for and then uh even more so since leo vader had his watch later about like this weird roguelite mode that's in it but crazy it's a plus game of the month this year or this month. Is it? Yeah, pick it up. Oh, yeah, the I'm game is that. super fun. I got it to my library the other day. I'm with Chris. I've only played the first one. I've only played uh, Shadow of Mordor, and I loved it. Uh, it's, it's a game right up my alley. In fact, it it was kind of on my long list of top ten of the generation. <laughs> yeah, War is so like just the way you get to build your army out of all those guys, and then you can just pit them again. like even one of the better parts is is you can go in these arenas and just pit your orcs and stuff against other ones and just they can level up that way and get new gear and like it is just super fun that's cool um did you play the game at launch or like shortly after launch yeah i played it right away because i know the game got a lot of flack at launch for having microtransactions and having a large grind at the very end of the game especially Mm -hmm. if you didn't use those microtransactions which they eventually patched but you didn't like feel any of that no i i mean i didn't care about grinding that's I enjoyed the world. I enjoyed like what I was doing. So I, I just had, I never did any of the microtransactions, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, people complain about the, the grinding in Odyssey as well, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and yeah. the, like a microtransaction to increase experience. But I maxed out my level way before the end of that game without ever buying that experience booster thing. So it's just but how yeah. much you want to engage with the game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just getting gear and new guys. It's just a lot of fun, especially the way you can like invade. Like you get to invade uh, places and then you have to place your captains and heroes and how you're invading this castle or how you're defending it. And it's just a lot of fun. I enjoy crazy tower defense games that get thrown into the middle of other games. Yeah, I've never really played it. I can't speak on it too much. I played the first one for a few hours and hopped off. I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy, so I wasn't really interested in the world setting. Uh, I was had like it, scratch that Assassin's Creed itch I had at the time um, when I played you know, Shadow of War or whatever the first one is. Shadow of Mortar. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's the combat super fun. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically Arkham combat. Yep. Mm-hmm. So my number six is Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm. Um, it was between Origins and Syndicate for which one I included on the list. And I'm glad I did Origins since we already got Syndicate talked about here. Um, it was the first one to do the big open world RPG stuff. 
And a lot of people will say that Odyssey did it better, and I do think it improves on a lot of things from Origins, but the fact that Origins took this massive leap off of a cliff and did a flip and landed in a hay bale and did it all perfectly. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's stunning how well those systems work. And I also think the story is slightly better. And I love exploring Egypt. Like uh, Tom, we were talking earlier. I don't remember what about what we were talking about, but you said like, you're kind of tired of Greek mythology and oh yeah, free. like Odyssey. I, I got really bored exploring that world. A lot of things look, very samey i didn't end up hitting every single question mark because i was like oh this is a ruin that looks very similar to that ruin i saw five seconds ago across the pond here uh origins i hit literally every single question mark location i was always enthralled with everything i saw in that game i took so many screenshots i had never taken a screenshot actually before i played origins and odyssey i never bothered but uh the origins is just so stunning yeah i could I couldn't agree more, Chris. Uh, Origins just missed my top 10 list uh, this time around. That game is phenomenal. I think it's my second favorite Assassin's Creed game. Because uh, I, I agree. Or uh, Odyssey. I think Odyssey was the first time I really felt burnt out on Assassin's Creed, to be honest. Because um, I got about four or five hours into that game, maybe a little bit more. And I was like, I, every time I'd open the map, I'm just like, I don't want to fucking deal with this shit. <laughs> where origins felt a little bit more contained and uh and in the world just uh so much more engaging maybe because half of it's a desert you don't really have to worry about exploring all that much um but uh yeah that game is and it and it is one of the better stories out of the more recent assassin's creed games um yeah really top-notch game but yes, we were talking about odyssey when i was like i was just burned out on the greek mythology at that point and i'm like i it was just too much and i was just like i i don't i can't deal with this so yeah i think i played maybe an hour or two hours of odyssey and i was just like no i own it it's digital i'll play it at some point maybe but i'm like yeah i i have origins i i've maybe put two hours into it and i could not get into it so i uninstalled because <laughs> <laughs> i was like there's other games i want to play so maybe i'll come back to it eventually but it's just i know that it's a it's a big ask for that game and i just didn't have the time for it at that moment you know so but it's there if i ever want to go back all right all right all right and we're on uh number five right uh number five was ghost of tsushima sweet which we already talked about number five Tyler. number five <laughs> one piece world seeker <laughs> <laughs> we knew it was coming yep um big one piece fan everybody knows that i say it every episode because i'm a big fucking nerd and uh i will non-stop shout to the heavens about how great that show is <laughs> and uh they made a perfect game all about it because you get to play as the main character luffy and you're just going around this island and you get to use your gum gum powers and stretch your arms out and just you know traverse the world because you can like uh you know shoot your arms out grab the tops of roofs and like slingshot yourself forward and you're just soaring across the island and then you're like get to get into all kinds of fights it has a huge upgrade tree which again this is in every game i play i love a good upgrade tree that changes up combat and that's what this game does you get to upgrade luffy and it has a fun story with all the you know uh straw hat pirates and uh i love this game and i got the platinum and all the dlc is super fun you get to play as all kinds of cool characters from the anime, and uh, I love it. It's great. 
Yeah, I not played it, but Kyle uh, Kyle Hilliard from Min Max also loves that game. So <laughs> One piece? I believe. I have not watched the anime, nor have I played the games. Yeah, I've watched, I don't know, 30 episodes of the very beginning of that show. Oh, so you're almost done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm most of the way there. It's really good. I just don't have time for another Nobody has time. <laughs> it took me it took me two and a half hours to catch up on the anime. Or two and a half years. Two and a half hours. hours. I couldn't even I could even read all about the episodes in two and a half hours. <laughs> but it took me about two and a half years to watch the entire show and it's just it's like my favorite show. And the fact that they were able to capture the essence of that show in a game, because I mean, we, I'm sure most of us have played an anime game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I almost put Shinobi Striker on this list. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've ever played an anime game, you know, there's always like this little bit of like <laughs> bullshit that you got to deal with. Like, you know, it's not going to be like the most well-produced game you've ever played. Mm-hmm. But like this game is super fun and it has a photo mode and it just looks beautiful. And like the art style is great. And I, I just love it. I, give me more games where I can run a, around as Luffy and I'll, I'll be happy. Uh, my number five is Destiny 2. Shocking. Because that game I have played, that is probably the only game that I still play, and that is pretty close to this console's launch, right? Because Destiny was 360 PS3, and yeah, it was Destiny 2, it. yeah, and then Destiny 2 was pretty, it wasn't that like. It's been it out maybe for a while. 2015, something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. And I like this is probably the longest I've gone without playing it. But the majority of my reasons for putting this so high is just because I played it so much with my dad. Um, just going through like everything. Like this was always like if I didn't have anything to do, I'll hop on Destiny, play with my dad for like five hours a night. And it's just a lot of like I never had a big group to do any of the raids. But just doing all the other stuff was just like super fun. And if I got off of it for like a month or two, I'd always end up coming back for like and playing another three, four months straight before something else came out. It was always just something I could fall back on. It's a super fun game. I really enjoy it. Even if you don't do all of the stuff, like I barely did any Crucible. But as soon as Gambit came out, man, I was all about Gambit. That was super fun. It was just something else to do. And they just keep putting out more content for this game. And I have not gotten the new stuff that was came out yesterday, two days ago. Um, I, I probably will eventually, but if they could make it uh, cross save. play instead of cross save, oh, that's fun! You know, they gotta you enjoy the bugs. I didn't have that many issues on. Um, I played on Xbox, but usually you'd only have the issues like the day the patch came out, and then I was usually fine. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I've know. just seen a couple stories that it's busted right now but that's every oh, I, yeah, I haven't played since march so that's probably yep. the longest i've gone without playing that game didn't be on light like just drop in the last day or two? Yeah. yeah tuesday that's yeah yeah but yeah. all their content always has really good like story but the problem with the story is you actually have to go into reading about it like it doesn't yeah. throw it in your face like it's not like hey this is what's happening you it's have to read all the little bits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I'm still confused, like, about stuff in vanilla, like, regular Destiny. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But it's a super fun game. I really enjoy it. Um, I think yeah. they did a really good job. I, yeah. I haven't played Destiny 2, but I I liked Destiny 1 a lot. I played vanilla, and then I eventually went back and played 
Taken King way after it came out. Um, but yeah, I had never had any idea what was going on in that story. And I never finished all the expansions for Destiny 1. And I'm very OCD about playing things in order. So I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to play Destiny 2. Screw that game. Also, I didn't have friends to do the raids with. And uh, that's the coolest part of those games from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. done a lot of the ra- I've done a little bit of some of the raids. But like even just doing the strikes, oh, like super fun. Getting gear, like, I don't know. I, I, I like grinding out for stuff. Yeah, when uh, it came out, it was like the game I played nonstop for like four months with my friends and my brother. And we did the first raid, I think, is Vault of Glass or something like yep. that, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it was the gunplay is some of the tightest gunplay in any game. I would hold it up there with like Titanfall 2 and, you know, Apex Legends as far as gunplay goes. It's super fun to play. Uh, I didn't like the grind. I'm not because I you know, got young kids. I don't have the time to just sit and grind like that. Uh, I, if my wife would let me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that may not be another story, but, you know, I I just didn't have the time to really grind it out like I wanted to. Like uh, Ryan brought up earlier, we were talking about ghosts, like, you know, six to eight hours for a fucking raid, you know, to get the, the best gear. You just, I just didn't have time for it. So I had to drop it like a bad habit. But man, that game is—it's good. That's a good game. The, and so the best part about that is, um, my three oldest kids play Destiny two with me and my dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the way to do it. And when it dropped, it's like 2017, I think. So like my youngest is mainly because my youngest, right? Because my youngest is just a, a monster of a child. Just, just. Uh, <laughs> Always. He's just very ornery. My, my <laughs> oldest son is very relaxed, but he took a little extra attention. So, uh, but that game is great. I love that game. And the main story, and I, I like what they did with the, fir- the second one compared to the first one, because the main story of Destiny 2 is really good. Like going and fighting the Cabal captain or general, whatever his name is, and like having like this big final climactic battle with him on top of the ship is super awesome and mm-hmm. uh it just made a lot more sense it was a lot more streamlined than destiny one story which like you know you had to read all those stupid ass cards to figure out what the hell was really going on and yeah and there's still a lot of that too just to find out more subtext about yeah. everything like that was always like a whole, those little artifacts and... game with the first one whereas the yeah. second one is like very straightforward like this is what we're doing and uh it's it's great the game's great yeah so my number five is Dragon Quest Eleven, which uh, I know some of us have played at least some. I know Ryan's played quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that game uh, absolutely blew me away. I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan. I played through. I played through all of them, I guess, at this point. Other than like one and two are horrible to go back to. Do not try to go back <laughs> to one. Uh, they're archaic as hell. But uh, I can adjust. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Quest was like the pinnacle of the series before 11 i think uh nine was like this weird ds offshoot with that was very heavily class-based and like i think i had like a weird co-op mode and then 10 we never even got here it was an mmo i don't know anything about it really but 11 just completely blew it out of the water i think the cast is incredibly likable even though the english voices are not always great there's a guy that's got like a boston accent that sometimes goes irish i don't know it's a weird dude <laughs> Yeah. Are you talking about Eric? You're talking about Eric, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a weird. Yeah, he's he got a weird cool. voice. Yeah, he's the voice sucks. 
So I don't know, maybe play with Japanese voices if you're into that. I, I went through with English and it was fine. I just never had Eric in my party. Um, but yeah, then the story is really good and does some unexpected things like halfway through the game, you think you're getting towards the end of the game and then there's a very big twist that makes the game much longer. And then you roll credits and there's this massive end game that again, twists the story on its head. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm only about 50 hours in on Switch, which whenever we do our Switch episode is probably when I'll talk about Dragon Quest a little bit. Because maybe I'll have it beaten by them, but that game uh, scratches a real itch for me. I'm a huge fan of the the classic turn-based RPG stuff. Uh, My favorite Final Fantasy is still the first one uh, because I'm a madman. (laughs) That's The actual first one? The actual first one, yes. (laughs) Because I'm a madman. Um, I, I go back and play it on mobile all the time. I have a couple saves going right now. Uh, so th- this like, yeah, uh, this, this Dragon Quest is fantastic. I get to play like an hour or so every night before bed. And it's it's real. Co- I put on Japanese voice acting. So it's like getting to watch an anime every night before bed. It's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I've put like 40 hours into it. I haven't beat it. Um, it's one of those games that it's like uh, comfort food. You know, it's like if I don't know what to play and I just want to like live in a world i like to go and play that because i think the characters are super fun and the world is so interesting and that toriyama art is just fucking incredible dude and just how the monsters are like walking around the world and just looking at them walking around i just love that because i love the design of it all um game's great yeah so i haven't played it I want to on Game Pass. I've had it pre-downloaded for what? I think they let you pre-download it in like August and you can't play it till December. Oh, yeah. I got all ready to start it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so then I started Nino Kuni too. Yeah. Uh, what are right. we on? It's my turn, right? Four. Four, Four was Marvel's Spider-Man, uh, which I already talked about. Good game. Go play it That's if you a, haven't. That's a good game. That's a good game, Rotar. Uh, uh, my number four is Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch has been, uh, I brought this up a lot, comfort food. Uh, that is like the number one comfort food uh, for me and my wife. We play it all the time. We'll take turns trading off the controller or whatever. Um, I got it on PS4 and I bought it on Switch when it came out on Switch. Uh, uh, the game's incredible. It's super fun. Uh, there's so many different classes you can play as with different abilities. And I probably put... 1500 hours into it since it came out i I love that game it's so much fun respectable i play it solo and i don't like it because i have to play it solo so i don't play it (laughs) but i only played it in its release year but uh, i don't want to alarm you tyler but that game does not let you level up and gain new abilities yeah what the hell's going on i know but but all the thing to us. You get to select a bunch of different characters have different abilities. So it's like you can change up how you're playing every match. You know, you're not playing the same character every match. I mean, I they add, they add characters pretty regularly. Yeah, they've added too, like so. eight characters, I think, since launch. Probably less than that. But all the characters they've added are really cool. I like how they've kind of built out the lore and all the different seasonal events they've come out with have all been really cool and interesting. Like the Halloween event was like this crazy um you know, like horde boss rush mode where it's like mm. four player co-op against like a giant Frankenstein 
monster and like all the characters have these crazy costumes and like just what they do with that game is really unique and i can't wait for overwatch 2 and i don't know why they teased it three years ago when they haven't shown anything since it's stupid um did you, you know who that's made by right uh yeah i don't like talk about the company i just like talk about okay the game. so you know how long it takes them to spit a new game out <laughs> yeah <laughs> a long time <laughs> i know it, you gotta it, work yeah. out the new diablo first before it yeah. comes on the plate <laughs> haven't shown anything from that either but they said when they showed it like it's very early and it sucks because like with overwatch 2 i'm so excited for it because there's going to be like a story mode like co-op pve kind of a thing going on and cool. i i just love the design again like talking about designing characters uh, i love the character design in that game i think every character is super unique and their backstory is super cool and like I brought up lore and stuff earlier, but like they had like the comic book series that they would spit out like the free comic books. You could go online and like read about the characters and like their backstories and stuff. And I thought that stuff was super fun and interesting. And it's just a real fun time. It's really laid back kind of a vibe. I mean, only super serious people play it now. So it kind of uh, sucks to play yeah. sometimes, but it's still fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Another reason to be excited for Overwatch 2, the influx of new players. It yeah, I, I can be good again. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that they're going to like have the, it's like the same servers or whatever, that like Overwatch 1 players are playing with Overwatch 2 players because it's the same PvP, yeah. just the yep. PvP that's new and different. Yep. It's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, CP. I don't know why they're calling Overwatch 2. I'm, I'm, if this is all speculation, I'm assuming it's going to be like an expansion, you know? where it's just going to be a giant expansion pass that you buy that just adds the story elements to it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, real quick, since we briefly mentioned Diablo 4, I want to say I didn't put Diablo 3 on this list because it came out last-gen first, and I consider it more a last-gen game. But that would absolutely be on here if it weren't for the fact that I'm trying to avoid cross-gen stuff on my personal list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. All right, Tom, number four. My number four is a game that I didn't play until this year. Uh, Bloodborne. Ah. To be explained the story because (laughs) I don't know how the hell you get this out of when you're playing the damn thing. But all right. That game has a story to it, I guess. Yeah, apparently. I thought you were just killing monsters. (laughs) Um, Just the the like Souls games in general. I really didn't come on to until this year. Really. but I, the setting and everything, it was just, it was a good time. And people told me that I shouldn't have chose the class that I chose for my <laughs> first time. And I didn't see it to have any problems with it. So now I'm curious. I'm going to play <laughs> again on PS5, but uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. I really uh, enjoyed that game. I think the class you chose is fine when you have a community of people like helping you out, telling you, hey, you need, to, you need that gem or whatever. Uh, and here are the weapons that actually work with it. You were doing our just, just stopping quite. I got about one it. gem, and I never got any weapons past like what the, I got that the that weird Tesla coil thing. That's the highest I got. It's I nitrous. had like three. Yeah, I had like three weapons. Yeah, and I was still using the blunderbuss at the end. I don't know if you get yeah. more guns, but it's super <laughs> easy to skip any of those weapons or skip yeah. over that gem. And if you're trying to make an arcane build, those are like necessary you have to have the gem yeah or one of the you arcane scaling weapons Mm -hmm. Uh, so bloodborne is also on my list at some point uh this is the game that got me onto i figured chris uh it got me into soulsborns uh after bouncing off of dark souls and dark souls 2 um 
uh, Bloodborne is it's chef's kiss. It's so good. It's it feels right all the time. The setting's phenomenal. The story's great. I it, a lot of things have been said about Bloodborne, and I agree that it's it is one of the greatest of our time like this is just one of the great video games not even just of this generation just of great video games (laughs) yeah it is absolutely exceptional like the environment design the like the way the twist i guess if you want to call it that from gothic horror to a very different kind of horror Mm -hmm. uh like i i did not see that coming at all like uh we'll, we'll be we'll be coy about it i guess but like that type of horror i am now super into that it twists into and i i was never into it before uh so yeah i don't know i don't know there's like there are theses out there on freaking bloodborne uh so I, don't, I don't know what i can really add other than it is an amazing game and like my first playthrough i didn't even use pairing at all but now i'm in love with pairing uh after i did like i did a 16 hour stream just playing freaking bloodborne the whole time and I could have done 24 like it's just a superb game and then after i finished that playthrough that i was doing on that 16 hour run i did another one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i like that game just fine <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no one piece it's no one piece that's right you got it brother <laughs> no, i mean i beat it this year for the first time um it, it just it's okay uh, it's just not my type of game you know uh, I love the setting. I do love the setting. I think the setting in the world is super fucking cool. And it's got le- that like 1800s London vibe, like AC Syndicate, you know, and I-, I love the setting, but just not my kind of game. Fair. Yeah. I, I also, like. I mean, we-, we already mentioned it, but the story is, it's not even there really, unless you're you're watching YouTube videos on it or whatever, or you're a genius who can put it together through the text in the game, like the people who made these YouTube videos did. Like, <laughs> you watch those YouTube videos or read the theses or whatever. It's like, none of that shit happened. What are you talking about? What is, I even got the graphic novels while I was playing it to read them, hoping it would give me insight <laughs> into what the hell was happening. And let me tell you, it didn't. Good choice of yeah, word. Right. I'm trying to gain insight, Tom. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the story is amazing the story that people have put together anyway who knows if that's even true from software we'll never <laughs> right that's what we were doing but uh I, I do think it's really cool but yeah good luck putting it together while you're actually playing the game i can uh, going back now i can see the broad strokes of the stories like my, my third and fourth playthrough after i watched all those youtube videos i'm like okay i can see all these broad strokes some of those um more minute details that you know those are kind of lost on the designer's whims uh but the broad strokes of that story are still there, and and oof, it's good stuff. I like it a lot. Cool. All right, yeah. Number four, Chris. Four was Marvel Spider Man. Hey, oh, we had it in the same spot. Nice, <laughs> Chris. We think equally so, highly of that game. <laughs> number three, Ryan. My number three was Red Dead Redemption Two. Phenomenal game. I was just all nodding, like, yeah, yeah. it is a game. It is an enjoyable game. That's I have a, not finished it. Game. I uh, I knocked that out in about a week and a half because uh, I couldn't stop. It is so good. The stories. I never played the first one. Um, I tried to play the first one after the second one, and it's rough. So that's just gonna stay unplayed by me. But uh, <laughs> I. I 
there. Yes, it's fine. It can stay in the, the unplayed pile. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, while it, it still kind of has that uh, rough around the edges rock star control, um, is is such a, a, an, a, I almost use the word immerse, immersive, and I really don't want to because I don't necessarily feel that about this game. It, it, it portrays the realism of the world in a very accurate manner, sometimes too accurate. I'm really tired that I have to walk around camp all the goddamn time. <laughs> Uh, which is why it almost breaks the immersion for me by being too real sometimes. But uh, the story of that game, the characters, the voice acting, the world and the world building around it are just really top notch. Uh, I I have. I still need to go back and finish that dishonorable playthrough <laughs> just to see some of those differences. But yeah, that is that game's phenomenal. Yeah, it was on my close call, but I couldn't put it on because I have not beaten it yet, and I just don't know if I'm going to. (laughs) 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 From what I've heard, from what I've told people, I'm considerably farther than he is, so I'm not, like, Mm. I don't know. Like, I have, like, four chapters left, maybe, I think they said. I don't remember. I don't even remember how far it goes. Yeah, I mean, I do like it. Yeah, for for me, that story is superb i i never enjoy playing rockstar games though i don't yeah. like the gameplay at all so i like it's just that story and that writing and those performances alone brings that game really high like it was on my top 10 list for that year uh just off of that but i absolutely despise the gameplay i don't quite yeah. hate it that much but it's definitely rough yeah uh i think it's one of my favorite games i've ever played but it's not on my list and the reason for that, and this sounds super weird, is because, like, when I think about the story and what it does and how it makes you play as a new character, because, like, the big thing going into it was, like, oh, you're playing as this new character. Everybody loves John Marston. You're not playing as John Marston this this time. And mm-hmm. what they do with that story to make you fall in love with that character that you play as is fucking incredible. The story is so good. It's one of the most well-written stories of any game made period um that's my opinion but that game is long as fuck for no reason (laughs) (laughs) it's way too long Uh, and i it went way too long dragged on for way too long and like when i think about it in retrospect i don't think i enjoyed that because of it you know it's like when i think about the game and i think about the story it's like that story is so good one of the best stories and then like oh yeah but then you have to play it (laughs) (laughs) the time it takes to play it the way you have to play it not great so it's one of those things it's like god if they could just pull it off and like condense down this gameplay and like the mechanics and refine it it could be one of the the best games ever but because of those things it's it's got faults you know number three tyler yep um number three for me is fortnite Mm. Yep. Um, we have no viewers anymore, so we keep talking. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Ninja and I are pretty tight. We were streaming. <laughs> it, but... No, I just I've I've had a good time with that game since it went free to play and launched the battle royale back in like 2017, I think, like August of 2017. Uh, it's one that I consistently play all the time. I mean, I always go back to it. It's like Overwatch. It's like between Overwatch and Fortnite, those are two games I never uninstall because I 
will consistently, if I don't know what to play, it's like, oh, fuck, I'll play a match of Overwatch. And as my kids have gotten older, I've been able to play with them. So like I play with my oldest son a lot. Sure. And then my younger son, he was playing with us on iPad before, you know, Apple and, you know, uh, Epic had <laughs> that big ass kerfluffle. Yeah, that whole thing. So kind of sucked. But it was super fun because like there was one night where like my son and I were playing on our Switches together. And then we got our other, we got my youngest son involved with us on his iPad. And it was just the three of us in a squad together. And I just like look over and I see my two kids with me playing Fortnite and like we get a battle royale or whatever fucking victory royale I can't think sorry we get a victory royale just like me and these two little kids and it's just like this is one of the best moments of my life right here and <laughs> because of these moments it's like the the moments that that game has given me it, it I thought about putting it higher up on my list to be honest with you because I had so many moments like that where it's just like either with my kids or if I'm by myself and it's like a really clutch situation and I don't know if I'm going to get the win, but then I end up coming up with the win. And it's just like, it, it's a feeling that you get from a game that you don't get from a lot of other games. You know, it's yeah. like this anxiety, this um, it, it's like a puzzle in a way, like uh, an active puzzle that's constantly changing in front of you. And it's just a really unique experience. And I love how it changes up every season and they add new stuff. They take stuff away. It, it's just fun. You know, great game. So yeah, I've actually had this since it, was in like it was announced and i bought the founders pack or whatever when it was just the um you know fight back the storm or whatever that is save yeah. the world save the world and i really enjoyed that and then when battle royale came out i was like no fuck this game um so i actually haven't played any of the battle royale i think i told you guys that i played like once and i won the first time and then i put it down and then earlier this year because of you and Ryan, pretty much, I started and Becca. I started playing again, and I actually played a lot. And my kids actually play a lot now, and constantly ask me to play with them. Um, but I, you know, I get that when if it's something you can share with your kids, it it definitely makes it a better game. Yeah, you know, just interacting with them on something that they enjoy, uh, you know, it's fun. But I, I mean, I enjoy it occasionally. I mean, I wouldn't put it on my list, but. I do enjoy playing it. It is a fun game. Yeah. I, I also wouldn't put it on my list, even though I enjoy playing it, but that's not so much a strike against Fortnite as I'm just not that big on battle Royales. I, I yeah. think it's, it's silly to try and say like discount Fortnite. Uh, it obviously has had a, a huge cultural impact uh, wider than just video game culture impact. I would say to a, a large degree that game has uh, affected a lot of the world now, especially the under 15 mm -hmm. world. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like top 10 material for me, but that is a game that I, I played at launch and I was like, eh, not for me. And then I had friends, <laughs> mostly Becca, uh, <laughs> do it, uh, and, you know, play somewhat regularly. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a good game to just pick up and play a couple matches. And then, you know, you don't have to feel anything about it. It's just a good time, especially if you've got people to play with. That's the main thing. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have people to play with. If you don't have anybody to play with, it's like, it sucks balls. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like so many games, friends make the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had so many moments like either playing with friends or playing with my family or occasionally playing by myself where it's just, it's created so many different emotions in me that a lot of games, just this generation just haven't given me, you know, because like last generation, I was big in a modern warfare and black ops. You know, that was like my thing. It's mm -hmm. all I do. It's like Call of Duty all the time. 
And it's giving me that same kind of feeling that I had when I was like a 16 year old playing Modern Warfare, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Mm hmm. All I right. don't have anything to say about Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Well, that's okay. We won't hold it against you. You should. I will. All right. Tyler, <laughs> hold it against you. Uh, my number three is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Huh? And that is largely in part of just nostalgia. And going into this, having beaten seven so many times so long ago it was just like this is fucking awesome and then but then you realize that what took you what an hour and a half two hours in the original game now was 40 hours is like they're never gonna fucking finish this thing nope <laughs> so I, it is so good it is so good I remember Midgar being a little bit longer than that in the original Final like Fantasy VII. Your first time through, maybe you yeah. got it down to two, Tom, because you're I, speed over. But we used to rent. We probably rented the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII from Blockbuster. My brother and I enough times to buy two copies of the game. We probably had like eight manuals in our house from <laughs> just forgetting them, take them back with the game. <laughs> like this is just a game that we played like nonstop, and so just the fact that it came out finally, like something finally came of it, and it was am as amazing as it was. I mean, yeah, I could be very uh, misjudged on how long it took me, but I remember I could whip through that and get into that golden saucer in no time. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I I love Final Fantasy VII remake. It's definitely making. My top 10, I think. I'm almost certain. I haven't really put that together yet, but uh, it didn't make my top 10 here just because I like I, I have problems with like the pacing in some places, and uh, you know, there's obviously the fact that it is not a complete narrative. We, we never expected it to be a complete narrative, but that's not like just because they said it wasn't going to be a complete narrative that it's like suddenly, okay, well, that's that's fine. That's, that's great. I don't think it closes well on itself is what i'm saying that makes sense mm. yeah, yeah I don't uh, know. one of my favorite games i played this year for sure because uh, again combat is different you know you can change your characters mid fight and just completely change up the way you play and you're yep. forced into that situation a handful of times and i think that's one of the things that's really great is it makes everybody feel unique and fun to play as um because of this game i actually it actually made me go back and play the original final fantasy 7 you know, I had never played it originally, and because I loved this game so much and what they were doing, I went back and played the whole original, and now I'm super stoked for whatever they bring out. For yeah, just the depth they added to the characters. Yeah. Um, because you go into it thinking that, you know, Eris is just a healer, but she's so much more when you're playing it in the remake. Like, yeah, they expanded on these characters, like, very well. Like, I, it was just a really good time. I enjoyed it. I haven't played it yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, this I, man. I boo myself, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I should also say I didn't have. <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't have much nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII either. I the first time I played it was when Game Informer did their Game Club in 2015, 2016, something like that. Uh, and I, I mean, it holds up surprisingly well. Last side of obviously graphics look like dog shit. Yep, but uh. Yeah, so I have like a, a light nostalgia just from those five years ago, but not as intense as millions of people who that fell head over heels for this game. 
Yeah, and one of the things that also makes that game great is the music in it is fucking amazing. So good. Yes, yes. One of the best soundtracks of the year, easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, this, that, I guess, you know, this came out in 97. So I was 16 when this came out. So I played the living piss out of this. You guys were like, what, five? <laughs> Four? So, yeah, I, I, I imagine nostalgia is not really high on that list for you guys. <laughs> but for me, it was very high. Like what the, the stuff that comes after that is going to be coming, like if they do it like they did this first part, like it's going to be ridiculous. See, and that's what I'm hoping they do with th this same thing with other games, because like your nostalgia for seven is the way I feel about Final Fantasy nine. Like Final Fantasy nine is my Final Fantasy. That's the game I've the Final Fantasy I played the most. I played the first two discs of it. I don't know how many times I've never I've only beat it once all the way through. But it like if they were to give other Final Fantasy games this same treatment, it makes me so excited for whatever Square is going to do in the future. See, a nine was my least favorite. Oh my! Get just get, hang up the phone. Eight, oh. eight is way better than seven. And eight nine, is, I'm like, eh. eight is horse shit. That no, that sucks. no. <laughs> Muting you, removing you from the call currently. Oh, that, Bye, time is so <laughs> difficult and frustrating. No, yes. Carrying on, number three, Chris. My number three was Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, two. Num my number two was Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> my number two is Ghost of Tsushima. My number two is also Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> what you said about Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> my number two was Bloodborne. Ah. Number one. Picking up pace. Easy. My number one of this generation was Bloodborne. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number one is Nino Kuni 2. Um, I love the first Nino Kuni. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, the second one is a lot different. They completely change up the combat. Um, they The story is crazy like it starts off with a nuclear explosion where the president of the united states gets transported to another world <laughs> you know it's just it's a weird game and it's super cute and the characters are super fun and amazing and the world is like just like this amazing place that i just want to go to you know i want to escape into this thing that they've created it's so beautiful and different and unique i i feel like i'm just saying the same thing over and over but it's so I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. Like, I don't know if you ever watch something and it just like puts you in like this trance kind of a feeling, right? Where it's just like, this, this is like pure bliss to me. And I just want to live in that world. And it, the music is incredible. Uh, the story, it like, it kind of long in the tooth, uh, but it's fun. And I put like 190 hours into it just because I tried to get the platinum trophy. I don't know. I don't know how else to really describe it. I just fucking love this game so much. Yeah, I mean, I just started it as if you've watched me stream, I play it with Rhea and she loves it. And it's it's a good time. I really enjoy it so far. I'm we are not far at all. Yeah, that I'm aware a long of. Long game. <laughs> I, the main game, I think, took me 50 hours. 
and and then with DLC and other stuff, I put shit. I'm at 180 now, so whatever that math is, you know. <laughs> yeah, so we're hoping to get farther in it, but she really likes it, and I enjoy it. It's a good time. Like it's the perfect game to play with your kids too, just because it's very it's animated. It, it's like it's the animation is great, but it's like it's like simple, right? The combat's super simple, mm-hmm. but it can be intuitive if you want it to be. There's a lot of mechanics that are involved where you can change it up on the fly. And I mean, that's been one of my big things this whole time. I've been talking about, you know, fighting mechanics and gameplay mechanics and how I want them to vary. And that happens throughout this entire game. You're constantly getting new abilities. You're constantly getting new characters, getting new weapons. Uh, You get these like little miniature guys to help you out on the battlefield and you're getting new ones of those and they have different perks and then you can eat food and those give you different perks. And it's just all these different things you're combining together to like, do different missions and then they have like this whole like overworld theme where you're like little chibi guys running around the open world and then mm-hmm. on top of that there's like these crazy army things that you do where you have like three different groups and it's like fire emblem style where it's like this group is good against this group which is good against this group and you like gotta make these groups fight each other and like a makeshift army and the gameplay just changes up a lot and it's it's incredible i love that fucking yeah game. I've only had two of those encounters, but I was no, not expecting that in that game. It's been a minute since I played. I think they're, they're skirmishes, but yeah, yeah. I, literally, I've done that twice, but I was not expecting that in that game. Like that when that happened, I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah, and like, you like, get to make that little them. army. Yeah, and you rotate them around as you need to get them to do a certain thing. Yep. It's, it's attack like, certain guys. And yeah, exactly. Bust down the barricade. Yep. Yeah, and then like, oh, that's super fun. and on top of that, it's a fucking town builder. You're building up a town on top of that, and like just making your kingdom and like watching your kingdom expand and watching like all these uh, different people that you bring into your town and what they bring and how they all have their own special traits and they need to go to a certain place to make that uh, building flourish more than another building. And it's so good. Uh, Everything, everything like folds in on itself in this perfect blend of everything I love about video games. It's great. I love it. 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10. (laughs) Number yeah. one of the generation. Yeah. <laughs> Number one of my generation, baby. Love it. I also like the crap out of that game. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I think, honestly, my opinion of it was hampered by trying to get the platinum trophy because there's some stuff trying to get that platinum trophy that is just straight up like broken, like trying to get skirmishes to pop up in specific places because yep. you need to do them all, but they randomly generate. It's bizarre. And, um, Honestly, I wish I hadn't done that because I would probably hold it in higher esteem, but the story is really good and interesting. I kind of wish that Roland was the main character instead of Evan because I think that makes yeah. more sense. But um, yeah, uh, not, not a lot to say that you haven't heard said. Good game. It's a good game. It's a great game. Love it. All right. So my number one, which probably no one would think would be number, is uh, No Man's Sky. And I've had this since launch. And it got shit on hard <laughs> early on. Um, dude, this game is fun. Yeah. Like, especially with all of the stuff they have dropped now. Like, I had fun in the early when everybody didn't like it. Basically, like, flying around doing... You could just lose yourself for hours. If you didn't like the planet, just hop up and go to a different one. There's just so much to do. Especially now. Now there's they added so many other things that you can do. And I am... It just like I used to watch like the old Flash Gordon, uh, like black and white stuff with my dad and like just the crazy, like weird sci fi. And I'm like, this is totally going to fulfill that like little 
uh, childhood stuff that I used to do um, and playing pretend like now I can fly around in the ship. You know, I can do whatever the hell I want because nothing was really, you know, inhibiting you. Like, you do go wherever you want, do whatever you want. You just get lost. You're not even going to see anybody else. And everybody's like, oh, I wanted to play with my buddy. I'm like, I don't care. I don't have anybody to play with anyway. Now you can because they added that. But they were like, oh, you probably never will see anybody when this game initially came out. And I was fine with that. But just to find your own planet, name your own planet, name every, you can name everything you find, whatever the hell you want. Like this just, I don't know, I just had a lot of fun. And then it's just constantly getting new equipment, uh, new ships, new stuff for your ships. Like, I don't know, I had a lot of fun in this game. And I enjoy it. And I can't it's, wait to play it on PS5. Yeah, I really it's want up. to check out that next gen upgrade. That look makes it look so interesting. So, yeah, and I haven't done much in VR. Out, yeah, and it's on Game Pass too, and it like makes me feel like a dick that I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I look at it all the time, and I'm like, I want to download this and try it out. I just haven't done it yet. And they added so much to the beginning. It's kind of like if you played Sea of Thieves when it came out. It basically just puts you into it. And now they've added actually an intro story and stuff to Sea of Thieves. That is kind of more like a tutorial where before it was just like you're thrown into it. They did the same thing with No Man's Sky. Like there's actually like it shows you around more and they changed like a bunch of the mechanics on how you do things. Um, So it's a little more accessible for people, but it's a ton of fun. If you want to just fly around, shoot crap, build bases, do space battles like you can do bounty missions now in space you can i think there's land vehicles there might even be mechs i don't even fucking know i have yeah. uh, they have like organic ships now too right like yep living ships it's awesome yeah i can't wait to dive back into it but that game like i dumped a lot of hours in when it came out just floating around space doing whatever the hell i wanted is a lot of fun so that's my number one. It's a good game. My number one is Celeste. Uh, which what? is not this generation, but my favorite game of all time, like by miles. It is like the platforming is very precise and superb and incredibly challenging. One of the most challenging games I've ever played, especially like the B side and C side levels. Uh, basically, the A side is the main level, but then the B side and C side are just these challenge levels that don't add anything story-wise but are incredibly challenging and so rewarding to win like it's just it might it's similar to me boy and like just practicing over and over until you can execute this long series of incredibly challenging things strung together and especially the seasides are literally like three screens but each screen takes it could be like four hours you know it's they're they're long and hard um but like it's not even the gameplay that like the challenge of the gameplay anyways, that uh, is really important about this game. It explores mental illnesses in a fascinating way. Like in some cases, literally like personifying mental illnesses, like that little voice in the back of your head that tells you, you can't do things. And like the way the gameplay correlates with that as you're climbing this mountain and then like something bad happens and uh, she'll fall down the mountain. And like, you're fighting with this voice in your head that has been personified to get back on the trail up the mountain it's like like seriously i was like full-on sobbing at points in this game because it like as somebody who's never seen a therapist or anything it taught me things about my own mental illnesses and depression that i've struggled with before in the past uh and it's just 
I don't think any game could ever hit me in the same way as Celeste did when it came out. I have played. played I played um, half of it. I just got it this year. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those games. It's really hard to pinpoint how to describe it because there's so much going on within the story that is kind of. It's not necessarily beating you over the head with it. I mean, it's almost subtext in a way. Like you could almost ignore the whole shadow version, and if you don't understand what is really going on there, just be like, oh, it's just a cute little platformer. But the fact that like they have this really integral message hidden behind it, and it makes it even more incredible now that like the uh, narrative lead of the game came out and said that, like this story, like unbeknownst to her at the time was a, a way for her to talk about transgendered issues you know and that like the main character is most likely transgendered and that they're trying to like figure out how to like figure that part of themselves out and uh just the the messaging behind it is something that you don't see in triple a games so the fact that like this little indie game can come out and be like telling this story that is incredibly important I mean, you can't dismiss anything that it does. It it's it definitely deserves more praise. I mean, it already gets enough praise, but it deserves more. It, you know. Yeah, this is definitely it's a, it's a game that uh, when it was coming out, I played it maybe a month after it came out. Uh, it was getting a lot of praise, uh, like both from fans and then from critics, giving it like I think IGN gave it a ten. I, I give I give it a ten. It's amazing. Uh, but I was like, wow, this is totally overblown it's just an indie little platformer but you you have to play it let's see and the music rocks it's been on my list for a while i just downloaded it on game pass so sometime soon i will be playing celeste finally we should just do an exploration of celeste (laughs) 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 sorry We'll talk about that later, Tyler. Anyways, that, <laughs> don't even fucking play the game. Just listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack is so good. It's so good. It's One good. of the best soundtracks. Well, I'll listen to it while I play it if it's on Game Pass. Yeah. It's it's on Game Game Pass. Pass. It just came out on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, perfect. So should we run up some of our communities list before we do honorable mentions in case they have some of our yes so um i think we'll just run through them separately they're 10 to ones so uh ryan you want to start with the whoever you had my buddy middle gray writes in with his top 10 uh he has number 10 as tetris effect uh just Mm. top-notch game that might be on my honorable mentions uh number nine outer wilds uh which is that the that's the RPG, right? Not out, outer. No, outer worlds is outer worlds. the. I fuck. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to avoid that. We're real games media now. Um, <laughs> uh, number eight, Stardew Valley. Number seven. Yeah, uh, I haven't played enough Stardew Valley, but I've played about I don't know twenty hours of a save. It's it's fun times. Yeah. Well, if you want to be darker, you can play Dungeon Keeper. Wait, no, what is it? It's not Dungeon Keeper. It's uh, Graveyard. Graveyard Keeper, which is basically oh, yeah. Stardew Valley, but it's like dead people. Oh, yeah. You were telling me. Was it you were telling me? <laughs> Probably you then. Too. Yeah, it was on Game Pass a while ago, and then I ended up actually buying the game after it was off Game Pass. It's like, yeah, Gravekeeper or something like that. Huh. Uh, his, number, his number seven is Bloodborne, because uh, it's just a good game, everybody. 
Okay, okay, game. <laughs> Unless you're Tyler, then it's not. Uh, number six, Persona Five. Ooh. Did yeah. he beat it? Did he beat it though? Did he beat the game? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna mess. He's streaming. He it. He's streaming right now. <laughs> Uh, I I think he knows that. Actually, you know what? I think it's on his beaten list on uh, his stream. Oh, game, so okay. it's it's not. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go verify right now. Um, number five is Undertale. Number four is I. I've watched that game be played, but I haven't played it myself. Yeah. Um, God, I barely remember the game at this point. I remember it blowing me away at the time, but it's been. I couldn't play it because it played like duty. So. <laughs> But I liked it. I liked it. What it yeah. was. I just I don't want to play an old RPG like that. Yeah. Uh, number four, near Automata. <sighs> I need to get back to that game so bad. Uh, that I game a little bit. Uh, yeah, near and uh, Nino Kuni are the two that like I, I I really want to play that are two of the games I really want to play that we've talked about tonight that I haven't yet. Those damn end games. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Uh, three is Disco Elysium. I bought it. Haven't played it yet. Yeah, that I seems like a big it. time sink. Has that come to consoles? Nope. No, I have it on Steam. Wow, Metal Gray, fucking cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told him one PC game. <laughs> He's not. I'll let it slide. Yeah. It's like Microsoft ish. We'll sure. allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> uh, number two. Red Dead 2 and number one, Witcher 3. I know he's Ooh, man, we got a gamer ass gamer over here. That guy loves <laughs> some long games. Yeah, yeah, he's a big Every gamer. Game <laughs> long as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, then good list. Uh Tyler, who do you had Nubby? Yeah, we got our homie Nubby did our opening music track. Um his number one. Or number ten, sorry, uh, Rocket League. Uh, fun game, great yeah, fun game. game. I, I could not get into Rocket League, but it's probably because I didn't have anybody to play with. Oh, it's mm. fun, but I suck at it. So it, we'll have to stream it one Sunday because it's so fun, especially yeah. doing the hockey mode. The hockey mode is the most fun you'll ever have. <laughs> hockey mode's great. Yeah. Um, number nine, Abzu. Um. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 for number 8. Number 7, Sunset Overdrive. Ooh, I just started playing that again. The game I, is a lot of fun, and I think people dismissed it very early on. I, I tried to play it, but it was very weird to, to go back to an Insomniac game uh, after playing Spider-Man. You know? But again, it's all about traversal. Yeah, it it. it it is, but it, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Like it starts saying "fuck" every other sentence, like at the very beginning, and I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> so weird. It's fun though. I mean, the combat and stuff is fun. Um, what was that? Seven. Yep. Six. Skater XL. Have you guys played that? Yep. Yep. Pretty fun. Uh, yeah, it's a fun game. This one controversial. Number five. Steep. I wanted to play that. Yeah, I've played it. It's I had some fun doing some hang gliding shit in that game. Uh, number four, Forza 7. Number three, Forza Horizon 4. See, I like the Horizons better because I don't like the go around the track. A crap ton of times I like the, oh, I'm going to go drive out into somebody's freaking farm field and yeah. destroy it. 
jump off cliff. Racing game guy, but I liked for Forza Horizon Four a lot. I played probably yeah. fifteen twenty hours of that. So it's yeah, I, game. Th- I think Four is one of those games. It's like anybody can get into it. it yeah. that, that that is a game for anybody. You know? Yeah, you could do a community game night on it in a certain other community, and it's super fun. Yep, and make weird vehicles. <laughs> do horrible van races that take like thirty minutes. <laughs> Uh, number two, Bloodborne, and yeah. number three, or number one, God, I... <laughs> <laughs> number three, Horizon Four again. No, I, I said number three because it is Dark Souls three, but his number uh, one is Dark Souls three, which I yeah. just beat this year. Yeah, and that end is awful, but I did have fun. It's a good game. Yeah, good no, list, uh, Nubby. Mm-hmm. Right, real quick, Dark Souls 3, it's on my honorable mentions list. Uh, I just only wanted to put one from Software Game in there, but I think I gave that game like a 975. It's it's amazing. All right. All right, I got uh, Then Tom Was Like. And he starts off with number 10, Thronebreaker. Is that the um, that's Witcher? The Witcher. Game, yeah. yeah, I've not played that. Sorry. Um, it's on Game Pass. Is it? Everything's on Game Pass. I think so. <laughs> especially now with EA well, not, not game pass for pc but it's yeah for game pass not for the real <laughs> realized gamer boys not the fake ones that yeah. only have some stuff <laughs> that's right baby uh number nine yakuza zero which yeah. i think we briefly touched on earlier um number eight i have it have not played it oxen free ah shit i've always wanted to play that game yeah, I've heard a lot I of good I see it stuff. all the time. I just don't ever play it. I don't know why. I want to play well, it. Well, I feel if it's on somebody's top 10 list, it's worth taking a check. They had yeah. um, their other game that just came out, After Party, that was on Game Pass for a while, and they took it off before I could play it. So, Oh, I think I yeah. downloaded it with the intent to play, and then I never played it, and then, yeah, I went bye-bye. I never got the chance to play After Party, but yeah, Oxen Furry is amazing. Okay. You should play it. Uh, number seven, Persona 5. Uh, number six wolfenstein 2 that game is awesome yep yeah i had it i got it for pc um but i don't care about spoiling anything but the moment when you're in a wheelchair in that game (laughs) ridiculous yeah i cannot believe they put that in a video game fantastic i think is what you mean yeah just (laughs) going on a wheelchair with a bunch of shotguns (laughs) it's a good game i think Uh, i was the wrong mindset when i played that because i it was maybe a little too goofy for me i i played that on the hardest difficulty and the end of that game is so incredibly difficult (laughs) on like whatever it's like hardcore mode or something it is so hard it sucked. I hated it. I almost like quit playing it and didn't beat it because it was so difficult. I couldn't get past. Oh man, hmm. it's like a full on just awfulness. All right, right number five, we got Spider Man. Mm. So that made a lot of lists. Spider Man, I didn't have it because I didn't beat it. I think that was my number five. What like, number? I think four. that was my number five. Mm. It was your number six. Oh, okay, good because I erased my list already. So. They <laughs> 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 no longer need to know. Next I, generation it starts tomorrow. It's been moment. recorded. <laughs> I told you, I don't live in the past, Tom. <laughs> uh, a number four is another popular game, Bloodborne. Mm. God, everybody loves that fucking game. It's Am, a I good wrong? Game. Am I the one in the wrong here? 
Yes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we all have different tastes. It doesn't matter. I put a fucking One Piece on game on my list. <laughs> But you love, like, it makes sense for you to put one piece on, you know? A one piece bathing suit? I mean, if you want to do that, we can take a pause real quick. No, I'm good. (laughs) Uh, Number three, The Witcher 3. That's fun. It's on three. Three, The Witcher 3. Number two, he has God of War 2018. I have not played this either. That that was going to be on my honorable mentions. That game is really good. Uh, The story kind of ebbs and flows but it ends on a really high note and it has some really good moments and what they do with that series is incredible i mean one of the one of the best games on playstation for sure i'm looking forward to play it on the plus collection that's yeah. i'm gonna really re- what I've been re- waiting. Play it when it comes out on the plus collection because that game is really good and i want to see what it looks like on ps5 and number one for then tom was like the last of us part two which i have not played so i don't know also have not played don't like that game yep all right mixed emotions on the last of us part two i mean we're not saying that it's a bad uh, game for you it's fun but uh the story just wasn't as good as two they had some really good moments but that was another game went a little too long it could have ended way sooner than than did you couldn't vary your fighting attacks and such the way that you liked nope no it's pretty much the same the whole game all right so that was then Tom was like, sorry, real quick. I'm surprised God of War didn't make any of our lists. I know you said you haven't played Tom Ryan. Did you play God of War? Uh, it's on my long list. I um, I've this is really my first God of War. I played a couple on the PSP and it's a it's a really good game. But I, I didn't do any of the extra side content they put in with that game. I literally just did the mainline story A to B. It took me about 20 hours. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And that's my feeling <laughs> on God of War. <laughs> Yeah, I think the acting and the performances in that game are amazing. Honestly, the big thing that drags it down is that it's so obviously the first entry in a series that's going to be so much more grand and awesome. Like you, the boss fights in that game are pretty cool, but they're yep. there are they're few and far between. And like in terms of fighting gods, there's not a lot of it compared to especially like God of War three, where you kill the entire Greek fucking pantheon. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to more in the series. I think they'll continue to get even better. Speaking of, God of War 3 was the first game I platinumed. Ew. <laughs> I enjoyed that game a lot. But yeah. They haven't played it. Looking forward to play it. The new God of War. And then the newer God of War. Um, I also have Flaming Queso. Celeste, who does our outro music? Woo! His number 10. Um, which has not been on anybody's list. Subnautica, which I have not played, but I've wanted to. That's, That's the, the underwater one. Underwater, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like it, cool game. I think it only recently came to Game Pass. I know I've installed and I think it's from Game Pass. Yep. I, but I haven't played it yet. Number nine, we got another Wolfenstein 2. The new Colossus. It's a good game. So Yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, a little short for me. So it didn't really like hit hard of course i remember playing wolfenstein back on pc when it was freaking like doom like old okay, doom. Old man yep i'm old number eight also a new uh, uh num- one on the list gears five oh. i have not played gears five Nor i actually haven't have played I. a gears since gears three not counting gears tactics uh same time yeah yep i've played all of them i like i like gears five a lot 
uh, not quite top 10 material. Probably should have been on my honorable mentions, though. I think it was in my top 10 last year. Or you didn't have to say that. You still could have put it on your honorable mentions. Yeah, you could have changed We didn't know. You know what? <laughs> it's on my fucking honorable mentions, guys. <laughs> Ew. Uh, uh, number seven. This is a good game that I was just playing with the missus, Cuphead. That game oh, is yeah. hard. It is hard. Yes, we did not make it far. We may at least beat some levels, though. So. That game makes me want to punch holes in buildings. That is very difficult. I don't like it. Ah, so you gain superpowers when you play. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it just makes me want to punch stuff, man. If punching things is a superpower, that game makes me have superpowers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you call me Superman. All right. Yeah. Super Punch Man. Wait, wait. I got something for you. Oh, can you read it? It's no, it's bright. very white. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's oh, no, you light. ruining it. Not funny. Come on. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, number six, another uh, Rocket League. Yeah. Cool. Fun game. Yep. Uh, number five, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number four. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 remake. This is yes, I haven't played it, so yeah, I, I really want to one. play it. It's a great game. It was my game of the year last year. Number three, also a new uh entry, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Ah oh, man, I have that game and I have not played it yet. That's also on my short list. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's like everything that Tomb Raider did and made it way better, expanded on it, and added like progression systems. Oh. And it is very sad that Shadow of the Tomb Raider completely shit itself in every way. That game now, is so bad. Answer me this. How much does it change up combat throughout? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Uh, a, a little bit. There's, there's some. A little bit or a lot of it. I need to know. That's kind of <laughs> if I ever play it. <laughs> I think traversal changes quite a bit. It feels kind of Metroid almost. Uh, you get like eh. things that lead traverse. Eh. But... You roll up into a little ball. You can drop some mines. <laughs> yeah. Grappling hook. It's really uh, graphic the spine breaking she does Hmm. uh number two which is on my short list titanfall 2 also on my short list yeah Yeah, also on mine great game game. and number one for flaming queso a little iffy on it but halo master chief collection cheater (laughs) generation we'll allow it (laughs) it. just because you do fantastic work for us we'll allow it but we don't like it. We'll allow it, but we don't like it. <laughs> it's no one piece. You bet your ass. <laughs> Are any of us here uh, Halo heads? Uh, I just recently went back through and played every single Halo game, and it was great. Had a great Smith. time. I've read Love some it. of the Halo books. I played all of the Bungie ones, and then after it wasn't Bungie. I didn't like what was a four. Didn't care for it. I stopped playing that and I never picked up anything. I have a I have a hot take, a, a flame and queso take, if you will, that uh Halo five is one of the best Halo games they've ever made. And everybody hates it. And I don't know why, because I think it's fucking uh, awful. You're, you're gonna I didn't to play it. Fucker, just, People yeah. are gonna be knocking down your door any second. That's fine. I like yeah. one piece and I like Halo five. Y'all can suck one. I don't care. <laughs> All right, so you like Halo Five? What do you think of the new Halo? Because I think it looks like trash. Oh no, it looks like garbage. But <laughs> I'll still probably play it. And I mean, I'm sure, even though it looks like garbage, I bet it plays super great, and I bet it's really fun. So, yeah, so I'm interested. 
mostly because I have Game Pass and I can play for free. Yeah, uh, but it, also, but wasn't it like alpha footage that they showed anyway? So yeah, they, they can make they, up whatever lies they want now that they realized it was trash. But well, I'm interested in the open area structure that it seems to have for sure. Yeah. Uh, I just know that those games are really fun, and they all that universe is super unique and rich with lore, and it's just really. Uh, there's so much that they could do with that series, I think, and make it interesting and fix the problems that five had, and especially with the story and what, it, where it left off. So they but, could have Bungie do six. Uh, no, because they're making your game, uh, destiny two. <laughs> but um, Bungies were better. <laughs> so the, our, our last community went from head over heels gaming. What do you mean? No. uh so number number 10 is spyro reignited trilogy i platinumed all those games that game's great yeah i also platinum all those it is it is a great remaster if you ever just want to have just a great afternoon just platinum spyro just just the first one i've never played a single spyro game it takes like 10 hours maybe (laughs) to platinum just do it it's so fun such a great time yeah if you like respectfully decline I think Tom and I are going to be fighting by the end of this. Already fighting. Number nine is Neo 2. I've got that on my shelf. I need to play it, but haven't. Like the first one a lot, though. Yeah. I played the demo. The demo was fun. Yeah, I've only played the demo for Neo, and I enjoyed it. And then I was like, I'm going to die a lot. I don't know <laughs> if I want to pick this up at full price. Yeah. Uh, number eight is Horizon Zero Dawn. Good game. Ooh. Good game. Number seven, Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm playing that right oh. now. That game awesome. I want to go back and play again. That game is fucking awesome. I really wish I would have played it sooner than I like right now because it's awesome. Yeah. God, I got like 60 or 70 hours into that game before I was just like, I don't know that Dragon Age is really my uh, combat style because I've, I've, uh, Inquisition was the one I liked the most. And even still, after like 60 hours, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> Fair. I haven't I haven't played it because I haven't played Dragon Age two, uh, mm. because everybody shit on that one, at least at launch. So I, and, you know, I, it's I, just because it was so different from the first one, I think. I like um, two. Two was very more action linear, like it wasn't go wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> well that's like, the thing with Inquisition, I feel like that's not really one just from what I played so far, I have like maybe three or four hours in. And it's not really like go wherever you want. It's like you go to like these little specific areas and it's like, you can kind of explore, but you're really gated to just certain paths, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So two is pretty much straightforward. Like you're just going that path. Oh, that seems great for me. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but people, yeah, definitely did not like it just because it was such far departed from what dragon age was. Yeah. After the first one. Number six is star Wars Jedi fallen order. Woo. Good game. Game. They must have heard I, I started playing all these. That's why they put them on the list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, number five, Marvel Spider-Man. Also, great game. Mm-hmm. Number four, God of War. Who's this person? They got a good taste in games. They got a good taste in games. Uh, my friend Head Over Heels Gaming. Good taste in games. Uh, number three. Oh, another number three, The Witcher 3. I take back what I said. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, wait, so Bloodborne's got to be on here too to really just 
pour that salt in the wound. Let's see. <laughs> Give me the next one. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, two, I love this pick. Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age. All right. Oh, yeah, that's a good game. The re-release of uh, Final Fantasy XII that took a lot of elements from like the original Japanese release, the like uh, class system and stuff. The best way to play that game, absolutely. And it was already my favorite Final Fantasy previously. So. Is that the one with uh, Vaughn or Van, whatever his name is? Yeah, Vaughn sucks, but uh, Balthier is the real star of that game, and he should be the main character. And then number one, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Good game. It's a good game. Only one of those games does not belong on that list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Did, um, all right. did Adam ever get his in? No, I didn't see anything. Okay, so let's all yell at him look quick on here because he can't say anything. Adam Walker, Texas Ranger. It's a fake game. Can't even make a list. Come on. Your ass in Bloodborne. What, you can't count to 10? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a mechanic. He's always losing the 10 mil. Yeah. Oh, there he doesn't we go. have that many fingers left. <laughs> wow. Lost him. Uh, so should we do some honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I forgot to mention when uh, Middle Gray said his, but Tetris Effect is on my honorable mentions list. Uh, Beat Saber is on my honorable mentions list. That is the, like that is the game that kept me coming back to VR over and over and over. It's so much fun, uh, and it is a great way to exercise and play some video games. Keep talking and nobody explodes. Uh, another phenomenal VR game. That's I don't know if you guys know what that game is. Tom, no, I, Tyler, no. I don't have it in VR, but I have it like the normal version. On okay, PC, so, so you know what it is. So uh, the person in the VR headset is in a room with a bomb, and everyone else in the room has the instructions on how to defuse the bomb, and they have to walk you through defusing a bomb. <laughs> and it's all these little puzzles on the bomb. It's great. So it's a really good time. Huh. Uh, Titanfall two we mentioned with Flame and Queso, the Division, uh, kind of the Destiny counterpart. I've always been more partial to. Uh, the Gears of War style cover to cover third person shooting. I, I think there's not quite enough of those and Division scratches that itch. I still go back to that occasionally. And huh? You go back to you go back to Division Two or the Division One? Uh Division Two specifically, I guess I okay. come back to now. Uh, but they also they did bring some of Division One back into Division Two, so I still go back and get to explore New York, uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um and then my last honorable mention is Hell Divers. <laughs> I played like that game. Time. It's so much fun. <laughs> that game is hard. Yeah, very hard. Yeah. I had a thing fall on my head several times because my co-partner hated me, and then I was done. <laughs> yeah, that game is significantly more difficult if you don't have a good group of people to play with. <laughs> Tyler? Oh, me. Um, uh, oh, God. I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, for <laughs> Honor is one of mine. Uh, I don't know however much you guys played of that, um, but I love the yes. combat system in that. Yeah, it's one I have in, I've had installed for just ages and ages, and I always want to go into it. It always seems like they're adding new stuff, but I am afraid of. Do you do you have it on Do you have it on PS4? I do. I have it on PS4. Do you have it installed? I'm right now. Uninstall it right now. No, <laughs> <laughs> I would play it, but I have it on Xbox. So. Uh, yeah, that game's super fun. The combat is fun. They, they they add new characters. I somehow that game is still going. Like they're still adding stuff to it. Um, it's just a great time. You know, it's fun to just like I love 
like going into time periods, you know, it's like one of my favorite things is like going into different time periods and being able to play these different warriors from different classes, like throughout history is, is great. Um, another one uh, is I lost it because I wasn't prepared for this segment. Wow, that's a long game title. Yep. Uh, oh, I can fell. I'm currently playing that right now, but it's one of my favorite games I've played in a very long time. The story is super fun. It, it very reminiscent of Celeste story in a way, Chris. So I think uh, you should play it and finish it. And uh, I got like I'm not completely done. I got like two chapters left, I think. But it's a pretty short game. Paper Mario esque fighting uh, on like a grid, very Mega Man Battle Network style meets Paper Mario meets like old school Final Fantasy RPG with harry potter you know it's <laughs> it's fucking cool yeah. it's, it sounds amazing. Uh, I, I will probably fall in love with it once i play it but i just i can't stream it which is where i play a yeah. lot of my RPGs on stream um steam world dig 2 another great game another little indie game super fun to play uh i think steam world heist no that was last gen i lied that's it for me i, I can't think of it anymore i'm tired mm-hmm. sorry um <laughs> Yeah, I got uh, my one is actually two of what was not listed. The the Surge uh, one and two are both really, really good games. I really enjoy those. Um, Division yeah, two, I actually right. play a lot with my dad as well. It's one of those like when we're not playing Destiny two, we were playing Division two just back and forth because the DLC kind of like offset each other. <laughs> so when Destiny two gets stale, you hop over to Division two and then that starts getting stale. You go back to Destiny like that was my pattern for a while. Um but yeah, otherwise, the only one that I have that wasn't uh, listed already was the Surge 1 and 2. You know, it made this really hard for me. I just realized it's like some of the games I wanted to name were on Switch. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, I can't <laughs> say that. It's on Switch. Fuck, I can't say that. It's on Switch. <laughs> it's like so many of these games I'm going to say, them. I can't say them because they're not on PlayStation or something. Sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I just started the Surge and it's a lot of fun. I don't, I have no idea when I'm going to get to finishing it. I'm only like, I don't know, six hours in maybe, but. It's a good time. Um, so my honorable mentions are Final Fantasy 15. Uh, like, like you said, that game makes a cup of ramen look delicious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's all you need to know about it. No, uh, I, I like the open world. I like ev- I like everything except for there's like a secret boss fight against a giant turtle that literally takes like... Oh, God, that's awful. It's the worst design decision ever. It's so fucking boring. But I wanted the platinum in that game, so I did it. Um, I have Overcooked slash Overcooked 2. Amazing oh, yeah. party games. Such a blast. Uh, one of the few games I can play with uh, anybody. You know, it's so simple to grasp. But uh, if, if the people are not good at the game, you get to yell at them a lot, which is uh, silly and fun. <laughs> That's I like why I don't, I don't play that with my wife anymore because it would just start arguments. So yeah, it starts things. Uh, arguments, but, that, but it's, it has a lot of memorable stories too. We still talk about the turkey the entire finished turkey dinner that my mom threw away it was a disaster um dragon quest builders 2 i, I don't know if builders 1 was this gen or last gen but i know builders 2 was this gen they were uh, both I love this gen. yeah they were both yeah oh, ps4 okay. uh yeah uh just very similar to minecraft but with a more of a story and i love dragon quest so the dragon quest aesthetic really did it for me i wanted to play and, those but i never pulled the trigger on those yeah movies. i played the demo and the demo was fun as hell but I- yeah Never pulled the trigger. They're, they're super long. The second one, especially, I think it's like 60, 70 hours. It's long. No, thank you, sir. 
<laughs> Can you vary your attack style? No, you cannot. <laughs> you get build different stuff. You can vary your build style. Ooh, now we're talking. Hold on, rewind this. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. You do also build up like a home base in that game. It's. Really I do cool. like how it's like it gives you a, a tutorial or not a tutorial, but like a, a set of like you need to build this thing and like kind of opens up what you need to build. So you're not like constantly thinking about, oh, shit, what, what should I do next? What do I need to do? Like Minecraft is too open, like having that structure of like we need this for this area and then it'll unlock something so you can go to the next area is really good. Yeah, I've never been able to get into Minecraft just because I'm not creative enough to uh, just uh, well, I guess I'll build stuff. I don't know, uh, which I think they've added more of a story to Minecraft since, you know, it's early days, but I've never gone back. And then my last honorable mention is Ukulele, uh, one of the few like, <gasps> platforms to come out. Uh, I, I like that, that game. game. Yeah, it's I'm like, glad to meet somebody else who likes that game. A lot of people should like that game. Banjo-Kazooie game I'm never going to get, so I, I love it. Banjo-Kazooie is one of my favorite series, so Ukulele was like, I was like, I know I'll never get another Banjo game because Rare's too busy fucking off and Sea of Thieves or whatever else they're doing, not making yeah. a Banjo game, so this will have to do. Microsoft, everybody wants Banjo. Nobody will buy it, <laughs> which is why they haven't made it. I'll but buy it. I will buy that game. I will buy every it. copy of that game. The vocal minority on it. Oh, also, I should mention A Hat in Time is another great 3D platformer that came out this gen. Indie 3D platformer. And that's all I got. All right. Ta-da! This was a good Gener- generation of games. Yeah. 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 There are a lot of good and games. The best game of this generation is unequivocally Bloodborne. Yep. <laughs> Common across everybody's list. Everybody loves that game. It's the greatest. I think the only one that was on all of our list was Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Now that's a good game. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't on a single community members list, so what does that tell you? You know, I almost I almost put that as my number one. I was this close. It was, it was on my number one for a while, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I could put it number one. I have a feeling in like retrospect later on, I'm gonna look back and be like, yeah, it's probably my number one. But well, if they throw more content out, it's gonna be definitely like, yeah, yeah. I hope they keep releasing content for Let's let's thank the generation. Yeah, way to go. Thanks, Sony, Microsoft. You, you not all, the, all the third-party developers. Yeah, Nintendo, you get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> <laughs> you figure out your consoles, damn it. You can get in line with everybody else, god damn it. Uh, all right, so um, for our next game exploration, uh, I believe we are doing Bug Lickers. Bug Snacks. <laughs> Bug Snacks. Like so apparently there's a Marvel. song that people know, but I don't know the song. Oh, it's... you listen to the song. It's the greatest song of our generation. It's not it's... Right. It's good. I don't know yeah. about it. <laughs> it's better it's... than a WAP set to the Wii Music, uh, Wii Shop theme. It's fine. It's a fine song. <laughs> so it, we will like, be... It's okay. All right. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> so from whenever people get it i think it's a, it's on ps4 now and ps5 tomorrow yeah right? it's on game pass it's gonna be automatic on, uh playstation or not game pass but yeah playstation plus yep um we will be playing that until the 25th of november are we playing the whole thing we gotta figure out how to split it right 
I think we're going to do the whole thing because it's only eight to ten hours from what I understand. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I've done no research on this game. <laughs> All I know is that there are bugs and they're like, there's bugs and they're snacks. Try to catch them with your trap. Oh, oh, bugs. Okay. Snacks. Something. Is this the song that we're doing now? Okay. Apparently, when we do the next podcast, somebody will be singing you the song. I'll sing not, the damn song. Not me. I won't be singing the song. They had uh, the, I could learn it on my ukulele and play it. All right. I'll get my guitar. I'm not going to do that, but I could. It's over there somewhere. We're all going to sing the song. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, the 25th, you can play to, and we'll get a new channel up on our Discord for it. We will, so you can put your comments, concerns there. You can email us again on said email that will be in description if you don't know it already. Um. And keep sending, a good time. Keep sending in your uh, top ten list. We want to make fun of them. And yeah, we'll we'll just do it on the Discord and on our streams yeah. instead of on the podcast. So, Adam, you know, get off your ass. Write us a list <laughs> so we can make fun of you. And also, we should mention uh, we're going to be doing our top ten games of the year, an exploration of the year, if you will. Uh, so, if you want to put together your list for that, uh, we'll be taking those as well later in the year, like towards the end of the year, or beginning of next year. To so do it, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. This was Otherwise, fun. yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, Guys, this podcast is only two and a half hours long. We got This keep is talking. the shortest shortest one we've done. <laughs> uh, I got games. It's okay. I'm ready to go. All right. <laughs> yeah, there's no Valhalla <laughs> waiting for me, right? <laughs> you heard it here first. Tyler has no time for you. He's games to play. He doesn't like the community. He's got new lists to make because he's already forgotten the list that he just made. <laughs> live in the past. I could run it down real quick again. I remember. <laughs> All right. But thanks good. everyone that um, sent us their list for us to make fun of or talk about. You know, everybody that loves Bloodborne, except for Tyler. The one game. That's okay. We don't hate him for it because he's we're fighting anyway. I guess something about Final Fantasy and some other game. I think I made fun of. <laughs> Uh, you said right. Final Fantasy Nine was not good, but that's fine. Let's end this. I didn't say it wasn't good. I said it was my least favorite. All right. <laughs> Those are called opinions. You can drive to each other's houses and beat the crap out of each other. It's so whatever. far away, though, Chris. Which just, is the closest, though. So just record it so we can put it on YouTube, please. That's all. I <laughs> can't. We'll we'll spar our youngest against each other. Harrison against <laughs> Dolly. All right, that's fine. Harrison's only two. He'll be okay, right? Yeah, Ollie's a machine, so, you know, you better call an ambulance, because... <laughs> oh, that'll be a new podcast. Like we're, starting a, we're starting a cockfight with our kids. <laughs> it's like a fight club for babies. Uh, Thunderdome. Yeah. With little, like, squeaky weapons. Nerf swords and stuff that will drop down. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening, uh, participating. Um... We look forward to our next podcast in two weeks here. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Plus, all kinds of new games coming out. New consoles. So Yeah. This will probably be the last one shot for at least a little bit. We promise it's not the structure we're doing for every single game ever. Just a Well, what if it was? Yeah, you know what? Let's do Cyberpunk in one episode. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll just no. do a 72 hour stream and that'll be our that'll be but our what if it wasn't 
<laughs> wait, wait. Mm, not yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it was funny. All right. Thanks, everybody, for Thank listening you, or watching. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.